What's going on? Hopefully the lighting's okay. The camera's okay. We haven't moved it, so it should be all right, right? See, uh, that, yeah, I guess it's all right. Yes, it's all right. <laughs> yes, it's all right. Yeah. I didn't do anything that one, different. That's the right color? Yeah. All right, yeah. I didn't change right, it. Then. I didn't change it. I did lower it a little bit, but that's all I did. But that And that was like days and days ago. I got my sexual tyrannosaur hat on. Yeah, I haven't worn that in a while. I haven't worn this one in a while. <laughs> Somebody said that this fucking hat was sus. Yeah. <laughs> this shit was sus. He's a man that has the sus. I, th I, I think he was saying it made me look gay. Or Zach, made, does this make me look gay? Or it made you look like an, an actual sexual predator. I don't know what it is. This is a fucking. This is a damn bush hat, man. It's a black one. I got. I got a black one. I got a black one, and I got a damn tiger stripe one. <laughs> I can see you do kind of look like you. I'm trying to think of who you remind me of, like wearing that, but I can't think of it. You know, <laughs> make me uncomfortable now. I'm no, gonna no, take it out. no, 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 it wasn't anything we'll bad. Put this one on now. It wasn't anything bad. All right. I was just saying that it's like it was reminding me of somebody in the, like from a movie or like a movie character, but I couldn't think of what. And I know not the one from Predator because I know that, but I couldn't think of the one that it was reminding me of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I spilled glue on this. Well, that's Gorilla what, glue. That's come what you get. It'll come off. Hey, there's weapons and stuff. Oh, yeah. What's going on? I haven't seen you in the so, chat man. for a while. Yeah. So what's going on? Uh, the other day I was watching him on his channel. Yeah, he was because uh, I just went in there. Playing a haunted house game. It looked pretty good. Or a ghost hunting game. Oh, what's it called? That sounds pretty cool. He can he can say in the comment section. I yeah. Because I like this kind of... I don't play a lot. It was, for, the, it was for PC, though. You could, can't get it on Xbox. Oh, right. Okay. And it started off as a small game that got bigger and bigger. He didn't really expect it to do anything, but it looked pretty good. He's yeah. running around going into houses and putting up ghost traps. It was, what was it called? That sounds fine. Yeah. Zach says, uh, so that movie ruled, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, but screw Regal Theaters for only projecting their movies at half brightness, assholes. Yeah, that <coughs> is kind of fucked up. They must have messed that up. Zach says, I also made the mistake of getting a seat in the second front row and had to look up the whole time. My neck hurt so bad. We usually sit, um, not in this, well, sometimes we sit in the second row. That depends if there's other motherfuckers there, because I like to sit as far away from other people as possible. But um, we usually sit in the row, like, right behind where the wheelchair seats are. Because then at least you know nobody's going to sit in front of you, right? Weapons and stuff said it was phasmophobia. 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 Oh. Yeah, yeah. We might have to look into getting that. I wonder how much it is. You can't get it for Xbox. Well, I could play it on yeah, you can play it here, here if yeah. I had time, which I don't. But it's just like, it's a, it sounds fun, though. Oh, and also, whoever, because I know when we were talking about, like, on the movie thing on Monday night, when we were talking about uh, the Batman versus Dracula, yeah. and you guys had recommended um, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. And, great. um... 
and um, the Doom that came to Gotham. Yeah, we, we saw watched both. both of those. They're great. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were really, really good. Actually, yeah. Gotham by Gaslight was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I, I was. I really liked. I think it. that was the better out of the two. I did too. Yeah. yeah, like the Lovecraft one is cool, but like you said, it was almost like it's a Lovecraft story that happened to have Batman in it more yeah. than like a Batman story that was like had Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, it was more like a Lovecraft story. But you it know, was good. It's just the, t- the that was the that was the direction that they wanted. So that was the tone that they they selected. So that's what they got. The Gotham by Gaslight one, I was like, I mean, I know it's about Jack the Ripper, but I was actually like um, really surprised by how <coughs> gory it was, like how violent it was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Swearing, prostitution, all kinds of stuff was in. Yeah, like right, right, like fucking blood flying everywhere and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, nice. yeah, that's a great animated feature. Yeah, I was into it. I was like, yeah. really, really good. And out of it was better than it was better than Batman versus Dracula. Even though I liked Batman versus Dracula too, but I think yeah. out of the three, I thought that one was the best one. Yeah, I think I agree. I think yeah. Gotham by Gaslight was the yeah. best one out of the three that we watched. Also, I finally finished watching Follow the House of Usher, the new Mike Flanagan series on Netflix last night. I don't know if I'm going to do a review on it because it seems like such a Herculean task. But it was pretty fucking great. I still like Haunting of Hill House better, but um, it was still pretty awesome. It was still pretty awesome. So, you know. Half Naked You said, I like the drive-in because I hate people making noise and chewing. Well, honestly, I think that's the reason, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are just watching movies at home now. Because, like I said, you get, you have a big TV now, you have a sound bar and stuff like that. You don't have some, like, chode next to you, like, opening his popcorn really loud and talking during the shit and looking at his phone and all the other kind of crap like this is all these lights over here in the corner jesus christ i i don't understand like why full-grown adults cannot just like sit still and shut up for two hours it baffles my mind that they can't do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know just stay home and watch the movie if you're gonna do that if you're gonna talk during the movie then you know i'm not going to a movie like Velocipaster that I want to like talk all during and like going and seeing that in the theater and spoiling everyone else's enjoyment of it but apparently other people are not the same you know so you know alright so what we're going to do tonight because it's not close enough to Halloween to be the Halloween show because Halloween kind of worked out at a, on a weird day but I wanted to put I put like a couple of kind of more Halloween-y sort of topics in the poll so this is the one that won. We actually did a show a long time ago about ghost ships and sea monsters, which was, it seemed heavy on the sea monsters, but we talked about some ghost ships and stuff too. But I wanted to do another ghost ship show because I love ghost ship stories. So I came up with four <coughs> new ghost ship stories that we hadn't covered on the last one. So that should be fun. All paranormal Hopefully and creepy it run, won't and shit. run too long. No, it shouldn't. Like, okay. they're not super complicated. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like... They're, right. they're not super complicated stories, is all I'm saying. All right. But, um, but yeah. So, I think that's... What What else? Uh, have we ever seen the movie Ghost Ship? Yes. I don't remember if we reviewed it, but I've seen it. I don't remember if you've seen it or not. No, it didn't sound familiar. I saw Death Ship. Yeah, that's a different... Yeah, we yeah. saw Death Ship. I think we covered yeah. Death Ship, maybe. Yeah. Because cool. I remember both of us watching that together, but I've seen Ghost Ship yeah. like a couple of times. If you like Shockwaves with Peter Cushing, you want you want to see go, you want to see Death Ship. That's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about an old Nazi ghost ship intelligence. It was some kind of intelligence ship. They were torturing people on the ship. They find it derelict, floating out in the ocean. It's haunted as fuck. It's haunted as fuck. Haunted as and fuck. And that's pretty yeah. fucking haunted. Yeah, some of the crews ghosts in there. 
and it's 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 filmed on a real ship. It's pretty interesting. His old fucking derelict looking ship. There, it's what they filmed the movie on it. I saw it as a kid. It's back in the seventies, I think, or early eighties. Which was creepy as fuck. Yeah, I think most people probably confuse it with Ghost Ship, but Ghost Ship yeah. that was nineties. Yeah, I want to say that movie was the nineties. Although the only part, literally, and I've seen that movie like twice, but the only part I remember of Ghost Ship is that iconic opening scene where everybody on the ship gets cut in half by that cord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's just so... You can't... You do that in the first five minutes of your movie, yeah, you're going to get everyone's attention, but then, like, the rest of the movie can't, like, live up to that. I think that was my main criticism of it. But it's, like, yeah. it's a fun movie otherwise, yeah. though. I know y'all want to see me get pegged and shit. That where, might where'd that come from? That might happen. Oh. <laughs> man, I went to the fucking VA, man. Yeah, he had a doctor's appointment on Monday. Yeah, it took a fucking blood test. One of the one of the blood tests was for uh, to check for prostate cancer, and it, the PSA numbers were a little bit elevated since the last like two years ago that I did it. She wants me. She wants me to do those to do that test again to see if that number's real. It's only four. That's not that bad. It was two before that, and and everything between like two and ten is supposed to be okay. But she's like well I want to take that test again you know just in case I might have to give you a biopsy and I said biopsy I went and fucking googled that shit that involves sticking a rod up your ass with a needle on it <laughs> yeah fucking stabbing well, yeah, you that they shit, gotta man. Get the, yeah. they gotta get the sample somehow if that shit comes up you're gonna be well I guess I'm dying of cancer <laughs> I guess I'm dying of cancer that is how committed how long, how long do I have to live that is how committed to his to his insistence on not being pegged is he will not even get a biopsy. Not gonna let that damn doctor. <laughs> what you want me to come to the office and well, do no. it? <laughs> Wouldn't trust you with that thing either, man. I saw the fucking drawings, a fucking cutaway section, a fucking that dude, a cutaway drawing of that dude on his ass on a table, his fucking legs up in the air like he's in stirrups or something, and they stick that rod over that. Doesn't no, not for me, man. It looks like I'm dying of cancer. Fuck no. And it's got a, and then there's fucking standing. When they will stab it in several locations. To well, make yeah, sure to that we're going sure. to get a sample out of the whole thing, and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm dying of cancer. I mean, like, I well, in a way, like I kind of feel you on that. Like, you know, I'm I'm a woman, so we had to go get like you grew up with that shit. People I, like sticking yeah. stuff up your snatch like yeah. every year and stuff like that, which you know that wasn't fun either. But um, you know. And the, the thing about it, the camp guy says, don't have a biopsy. I've had one before. He's like, my semen was blood red dark for two or three weeks. Yeah, see. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, Zach says, put me to sleep if you got to do that shit. Good God. And here's the thing, man. Fucking the, those numbers aren't bad. She's just scaring me, man. She's scaring me because she knows that I'm on HRT. She didn't like that. She didn't like that. Maybe. She, I, I'm pretty sure she didn't like that. Although Tom also speculated that maybe she had a crush on him and wanted him to, could, wanted him to keep coming back. Could be, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's about the right age. She's about the right age. What age is she? About 40, 45. Oh, okay. She's about the right age to have a crush on me. So she, you're saying she looked she's kinda, okay. She's kind of thirsty. She looked okay, too. Yeah. She, <laughs> and she just kept asking too many goddamn invasive questions and shit. And, well, we're know. just going to have to look at that penis, Tom. Yeah, and I'm going like, this chick might be some kind of sexual sadist <laughs> or something. And might be like the, that the chick numbers that did the sounding video. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, thinking, I'm going to bring my wife with me next time. <laughs> See what she thinks of you. You know what I mean? And oh, a video yeah. camera. Now, I, if all this shit's going to happen, I'm going to make money off Well, this. I was just going to say, like, if you are somehow, like, convinced to do it, like, at least film it so we can, like, yeah. make some money. And look, they it. did that biopsy and it came back negative, didn't it? 
because she's just trying to fuck with me. That nothing, <laughs> that that PSA of four that shouldn't be bad enough. I I researched that shit, and then it said, it, and I looked at all the studies. They said fucking HRT and shit like that should have nothing to do with PSA numbers, and that should have no that should have no um, impact on uh, any kind of prostate thing. It's just it's just not it's just not a factor. That's old thinking, man. That's old fashioned thinking. They're like back in the damn. They're like back in the fucking Tokamata age. They're they're doing the Inquisition. Okay, they're trying to get me to convert. I mean, she's really not because Tom is convinced that all women on Earth want to peg a dude. Yeah, I know too many. <laughs> man, we were at the bar, fucking, and and and, and fucking, and and, and and Melissa was there, and I fucking brought that up. Yeah, we met jump. with our she, friend. She's Melissa. like, well, "What's the problem with that? What's wrong with that?" <laughs> right. And I was just like, and then her her boyfriend was like, "Yeah, that's right. Fuck that baby." <laughs> so I was going like, "She's doing the same fucking thing. She's trying to fucking." So now he thinks that all that all women are like women, women are, which maybe they do. I don't know, but it's, I can't speak for everybody. But I'm just saying. It's this anal fixation that they have. It's some kind of fucking quest for vengeance or something, man. It's I think cruel well, streak. And it's went, not. I don't think. Well, it might try be, to deflower these men. It might They're be cruelty, to, but I think what it is. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it vengeance, but I think it's like you want men to have like a taste of what you put up with, like what you know what it's just you go up through. With it, yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like what you know what I mean. It's just no. kind of like being penetrated. Yeah. Okay. Like so, you're just like, well, now you know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Men do, man. They're called hyenas. The female hyena pegs the shit out of the males. She got even. Tom is fascinated big, by the whole big, hyena thing. Yeah. Because she's got her her dick is the same size as a male hyena. I think it's bigger. Maybe bigger. And I, so, and yeah. they're dominant. They they're dominant over the fucking. That's male. pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, the males are all cool. They're like, man, these bitches. These bitches are crazy. You, fucking, you, 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 you can make you can make a pet out of a male hyena, not a female. Please hyena. save me. Yeah, they're like, I can't understand it. I'm nice to her. She keeps jumping on her back and putting that shit up in It's insane. Hypothetical hyena conversation. Yeah, yeah. So this dude, is what I you come you. to thirteen said, o'clock said, for. Dude, I feel you. They try. They, they, you know. <laughs> you guys are paying for what we're doing. I understand, man. Fucking, you guys are getting the shitty end of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Getting stuff crammed up. No, evidently, no, evidently the male hyenas are cool, they, but the female hyenas you can't fuck with. They, <laughs> their testosterone levels are super fucking high. Right. Know? Zach says, if it was vengeance for women, then why do gay guys do butt stuff? I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not a perfect theory. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that they're different. That's, they're different. Yeah, yeah, Men yeah. Women are different. I, well, no, I'm just saying that um, I don't know, like if other, if like women that want to peg men like have that, but it's just kind of like I could see that maybe that was like an aspect of it, perhaps. I just got That's a feeling. All. I got a feeling that uh, between the dudes, it's different than it is between the fucking. Yeah, it's. I don't I think, think the dynamic is quite the same. same. Thing, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Well, like I said, in the dynamic, like I said, I'm not gonna speak for everybody because everybody's different. So, you know what I mean. I'm just saying that. That might be. That's kind of just where my head went to. Yeah, I'm just still trying to think of how I'm gonna deal with this doctor. Yeah, he's I've been like him. ranting about it since oh, he got I've been, home. I've been mad about. Yeah, he's mad about it. Batman like we drove down to the liquor store and he's just like, he's just ranting about it. I've the whole seen time the, the nu- I've seen the numbers. My numbers fall <laughs> fall within a pretty good range, you know. So she's gonna have to convince me, and she's gonna take an awful lot of convincing. I got the right to refuse treatment and it I mean, they it don't won't they, affect my shit. They can't do anything to you that you don't want yeah. them to do to you. Right. Right. You I know? can always delay it. But like I said, if there's cancer in there, 
you, you want it out before it's too late. Right. You know what I mean? But if she's just fucking with me, giving me a biopsy to try to peg my ass just because <laughs> she don't like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> or because she really likes you. Yeah, or if she likes me too much. <laughs> now I, you know what I mean? She's like... And he, I walk now out. I'm gonna have to. I go walk down out there, there and, and she's laughing. She's laughing and high fiving the other nurses and shit. They go, "We got it." <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. I'm a man. I don't trust them. So they like taking pictures of their. Yeah, phones. they're like they're like we got that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like taking yeah. that thing up your ass. Yeah, look how he's walking. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that doctors would be more professional than that, but you never know. No, you never know. No. Uh-uh. Uh, no, it never I'm really friends with doctors. I it know. never really no, occurred no. to me, like whenever I was going to gynecologists and stuff like that, that they were doing that shit. But I will, I will say though that in all my years of going to gynecologists, I only ever went to a male gynecologist once, and it was fine. It was a little bit weird, but it was fine. But, but every other time, I always went to a woman doctor. Because yeah. dude, they, you know, you go to a dude and say, "Yeah, my period, this and that." They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They don't go through that shit. So it's just kind of like I really shouldn't need to go to a woman doctor for this yeah. kind of stuff. Because at least they know what you're talking about, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her. You're trying to get me pegged, aren't you? Oh my god! She's like, "What? And That'd be just, so funny." This shit's gonna happen. I'm gonna get my wife down here with the camera. <laughs> you don't know it. You don't know my side gig. Okay. <laughs> they got people that would pay for that shit. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. yeah. They will. I ain't gonna do that though. <laughs> <laughs> I've already made up my mind. But like I said, I want, to, I want to see the second set of tests. Okay. And uh, if I'm not satisfied with the, with those numbers, that they, you know what I mean, I'm within the normal range. Yeah. So I, I mean, you, you know, know, I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. Yeah. It's just kind of like, right. Well, look, it's like I haven't had insurance for years and years, and I'm just like, I for all I know, I could have fucking cancer. It's just like I don't even want to go. I don't want to know. It's like, you know what I mean? No, I don't think you do. It's fine. Well, I, I don't think I do either. I check them breasts all the time. Okay. <laughs> well, so there's other kinds, yeah, you know. know but I'm, we're just worried about the fucking breast <laughs> you, cancer. You, that's the main one. That's all he cares about. Because he, he doesn't want the, the boobs No, that's off. the one that gets women the most. Is that one. I don't, um, I don't I think, think they get that's that the ovarian cancer, too. Yeah, and, you know, I, have, I don't have any symptoms of that or nothing like there's that. There's always symptoms. Yeah. Usually I'm, symptoms. Yeah. Well, some kinds of cancers, there's, there's not. So you really yeah. got to watch. But you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, Murder Hornet said, uh, my dad has prostate cancer. Doctor told him he'll die of old age before the cancer. Yeah, because usually, Camp Guy says prostate cancer is usually... Real slow. A very slow-growing type yeah. of cancer. In most cases. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah, so... So I'm not worried about it. Yeah, like I said, I'd be more... I'm I'm the kind of motherfucker that only like even when I had insurance like I have to be pretty much like feeling like I'm gonna die before I'll actually see. Here's go to the another fucking problem. One of the treatments if you got cancer is they put a radioactive pellet up there next to that shit. Who knows what that does to your jizz? I'm gonna tell Jenny. No, Jenny, we can't. You can't swallow. <laughs> that shit give you cancer. I'm like a- I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into like a radioactive. I'm gonna turn into the toxic radio radioactive fucking jizz and shit. Holy shit, that'd be kind of neat. It might glow. Nothing, it glows. It might glow and shit like that. Yeah, make all kinds of money. We could make a whole kind. Yeah, making all kinds of money. We could make like people be like, "That's fake. It's special effects." Oh no, no. it's absolutely real. No, I'll get that damn shit out of the glow sticks like a different alien, right? Like (laughs) not alien predator. See, we're thinking of like monetizing like every single thing. Like I said, people will pay for some weird ass shit, and sometimes like the weirder it is, the better because it's you know the novelty of it. Monetizing Tom Ross's suffering. <laughs> okay, you ready to get on this shit? <laughs> you want to get right. on the ghost? You the crowd has ghost? gotten bigger. Oh. 
Yeah, Zach said, would radioactive jizz uh, burn on the way out? Uh, it, it'd probably just tingle. It'd be it'd be like a cold feeling, kind of like electric, <laughs> like an electric feeling. Might it, be kind of pleasant, right? And the gays love it. The shit goes up inside there, and it fucking goes in, and then it's digested. It goes throughout the fucking system. And you kind of glow fucking, for yeah, a second. Yeah, you glow. <laughs> you go to like you go to like a fucking nightclub or something, and the yeah, yeah. you get under the lights, and you're just like, Whoa. yeah, like a radioactive suppository. They can they can see all your legs. <laughs> innards and whatnot. Damn. Oh I gotta talk God. to I gotta talk I gotta talk to Toby about that. Toby probably knows, <laughs> my buddy Toby probably knows all about that. I, I would imagine. That's in the leather daddy world. They probably know all about <laughs> prostate stuff. He's a nurse. So that's a you know yeah. Toby's a nurse. Yeah. He's a male nurse. Yeah. He probably knows all about that shit. Maybe oh yeah so. prostate. Yeah yeah. Probably gonna like yeah that. you could probably ask yeah. him about that. Yeah, come on over I'll check you. <laughs> That's probably exactly what That's he right, said. Yeah. That sounds exactly like something you said. <laughs> Toby comes dressed like Mr. Slave and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his leather cowboy hat on. Or Dr. Like, Satan. And I ain't joking. That's exact. That's how Toby fucking comes to the club with his fucking all his fucking leather straps on and his beard and shit. And oh he's like, God, go ahead so and lay funny. down over there. Put your feet up in the air. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bend over, Tom. <laughs> He's putting the gloves on yeah. and shit. Gets them all lubed and says, fuck it. Takes the glove off and then, put, then lubes his hand. Like I said, as long yeah. as I can film it. Just so I can. He's, he's like, we're friends. friends. You know what I mean? We're friends. I don't yeah. need a glove. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Fucking fuck you, please. Oh, my God. I can totally see that happening. He's like, Jen, hold his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, here, give him something to bite, to bite down on so he doesn't scream. He's like, he's up to his fucking shoulder. You can see his hand like coming out like your stomach and stuff like that. Oh, we can see you. Look at all this money. I talk about all this perverted shit and money starts showing. Who's, who gave me some money? Thank you, Bryce. Thank what you. Did Bryce say? Thank you very much. Just tuned in. All I'm going to say is that instead of buying that uh, that coffee, use your spare change to support the show via Super Chat or Super Thanks. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you. We're going to get we're gonna get to these stories. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. We the, are. I promise. You know how we do. It's like yeah. we just got off on the. And this is. And this is absolutely Tom's fault because I didn't even know where you were going with this because you just started with the. All you said just randomly. You said so. Jen's been wanting to peg me, and then all of a sudden, then you went off on this big long tirade about it's been your. Bothering me. Doctor. I gotta get it off my fucking chest. Man. I know. <laughs> Bothered me all fucking day. You know what else that bitch told me? She told me I couldn't ride motorcycles until I did the test again next week. I was like, what? I already, I just started laughing, and she got mad. That's the way, and she's like, "Yeah, don't ride motorcycles." I was like, well, I just he laughing. rides the motorcycle to like, the doctor's no. office. Yeah, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride that bike. He doesn't to even the have motorcycle. a car anymore. He uses my yeah. car. Yeah, like, if he needs a car, but he doesn't I'm, have. A I'm car. gonna. I'm gonna laugh at her. I laughed at her, and I was like, "Well, maybe that's went, why she's mad." Well, she's yeah. Like, well, now I'm absolutely gonna shove stuff up your butt. Yeah. Well, it started that way when I was at the office. <laughs> I have an antagonistic relationship with her. Well, Man. you're kind of antagonistic just in general. Well, I told her, I said, you're making me mad. And she, she started laughing. <laughs> so you're making me mad. Asking me all these questions and shit. I mean, but, that's uh, kind of their job, but yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, but no. <laughs> she's, and then I looked it up and, so, and I was in like prostate and motorcycles. And then it said, yeah, if, you live, if you're always on a motorcycle, like you're a professional motorcycle rider or something, and you know, that the vibration and the seat can fucking cause like swelling of the prostate and i'm going who the fuck who the fuck are these dudes who the fuck and are it's these like dudes? why would it just be a motorcycle yeah, well, why I, wouldn't I, it be like riding a horse what about or horses? sitting, or like sitting in a chair yeah that'd be like a hundred times worse or fucking right. like who the fuck are these dudes man 
And I'm starting to think, well, there's so many sedentary people that just sit around and do nothing. I mean, you can grab some of these guys. I could just grab them and they'd bruise. You know what I mean? Just, just at a cellular level, just fucking soft. You know, I guess. But I'm like, how the hell does riding a motorcycle fuck up your? Pro- I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I did also didn't buy it. I didn't believe it. Not not a word of. That's yeah. That seems very specific. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, any, you live in a world of sitting fucking, on anything you yeah. think for a long time. Yeah. Would fuck up your like li- a truck driver right. or something like that. So you can, like sitting in. A we truck. we live in a world of fucking extreme risk aversion. I mean, you, you tell somebody that there's a risk and and they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Fuck. Like, oh well, well, shit. There's a risk of this. There's a risk of that. There's a there's a risk in everything you fucking do. Man, you know, and also if you don't do anything, then you don't get stronger. You know, if you're soft, all it takes is just some dude who's fucking strong to just fuck you up and just really fuck you up. All right, but that same dude who got fucked up, had he been training and getting stronger and taking blows and being in the fucking dojo or whatever, fighting with fucking Cobra Kai and shit. He would have never been fucking hit. Even if he got like hit, he would have never resist it. You know what I mean? Fucking, you, you get a stronger body by putting... St- stress doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger. Physical stress. That's just... The only person that thinks that is like... People that think that old people... Okay, here we go. I'm going to end this here in a minute because we got to start the show. Yeah, I was like... But they got people... Older people thought the human body was like a battery. The more you did, the weaker you'd get. Oh, don't overwork, you'll get... It's like you're, they're conserving the... Yeah, I and, remember, like, older people, yeah. like, my grandparents' age, like, saying old that kind of stuff. Old people thought that a human body was like a battery. The like more you did, just, the more it would wear it out. It would just wear out, yeah. No, that is not how it worked. The opposite. The more you do and the more you eat, the better your nutrition. The stronger you get, the longer you'll live. Because you're fueling a fire and adding fuel to the fire, and the fire gets bigger. But you just keep adding more fuel to the fire. You know, it's like a biological fire. It's not a battery. And, and thinking this, okay, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not an anti-Trump dude. Okay, I think the motherfucker's hilarious clown. I think he's a clown. I think he's fucking hilarious. He's good at certain. Sh- I look at a dude like Trump, and he fucking thinks the body is a battery. He's one of those. I can just tell by his build. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's one of those he's and they all kind of had that look you don't want to do too much that's you'll get old, weaker yeah that's well and like i said that was a very common yeah because i remember like people my grandparents age saying stuff like that yeah 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 that is uh not the case i could just tell by his build and the way he walks and the way he does things that he's one of those yeah well yeah you know <laughs> i got family members that are like that yeah a lot of, like i said a lot of older yeah people my mom's like, like that, that. That you do too much, then you break down. Yeah. No. Not at all. Nah. The opposite. <laughs> you gotta keep doing shit. Yeah, yeah. The more active you stay, the stronger you'll be, the longer you'll live. Yeah, you can't just, like, yeah. fucking lay around. Yeah. You will wear out then. Yeah. My dad was indifferent. He didn't care, one way or the other. He'd just sit there and drink soda. Watch TV. Yeah. But he was born with a baby bottle in his mouth that had fucking pork grease in it. That was also very common. That's old school Southern. That's like an old Southern thing. Yeah, yeah. They're feeding them babies pork fat, make them healthy. Yeah, Yeah. make them healthy. Because they wanted you to be kind of fat. Yeah, kind of fat. Yeah. Because if you weren't kind of fat, then you're really sickly. Yeah. 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 White people and black people of the South, they were like that. Yeah. Feed pork grease, eat them a lot. lot You had to be kind of fat to be healthy. Yeah, a lot of pasta. 
Yeah. A lot of potatoes. Big time. A lot of grits. Yeah, Danny Rowling yeah. said, and I had forgotten all about this, but he said Michael Douglas said he got throat cancer from eating Catherine Zeta-Jones' cancerous coochie. Yeah, he did say that. It might be true. Um, still, though, it's like... It's can- I, think, I, think, I think cancer can be contagious. Um, if you inject somebody with cancer cells, that's it. I mean, in you some ways, it but it's just like, even if that were true, which I doubt, um, it seems like not real classy to like say that. I keep that low. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Because I, mean they, I mean, they were still married then, right? So yeah. it's not like it was his ex and he was just being an asshole. Yeah. And I'd be like, I mean, if you said that shit about me, I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, what? And, it, and you were as famous as they were and, like, everybody heard that. I'm like, yeah, yeah thanks a lot. Yeah, I'd keep that low if you're famous. Thanks a lot. But no, there may be something to that. I heard that some cancer might be viral. That viruses can cause the cancer. Yeah, I had heard know. that as well. But like I said, I don't yeah. know if it's true in his I've case. I've also heard that there's a lot of different kinds of cancer, and it's not all the same thing. It just kind of looks like the same thing. That yeah. Our concept of cancer is incorrect. There's cancer-like things, but they're being caused by different things. Some of it's viruses. It's amazing. And here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they can cure a lot of that. It's just that they make a lot of money on treating it. Treating it. Well, I'm convinced they can cure diabetes. But they don't really want to. That's a lot of money to treat diabetes. The thing about cancer is that it's not just really one thing. There's like lots of different. It's like a lot yeah. more complicated. Yeah. Than, you you know say cancer, it's a group of stuff. Yeah. It's not just one of them. Yeah. Oracle said, uh, guess who's on vacation this week? Oh, well, good for you. Oh, Oracle is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, let's get to the fucking story. <laughs> that was a good warm up, and every, you, everybody. You went off here. on like we we went like flying up Tom's butthole for yeah, a little while yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a shit ton of people in here. The audience is here when we start the story. Flying up Tom's butthole. Look, she's trying to focus on the ass. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's the way women are, man. Fucking well, no, I not all women. Well, now, now it's I sinister do it. Sinister women. Sinister women are like that. Sinister. Are, creative. Are, you si- are you saying that I'm sinister? Exactly. You're sinister well, and creative. The thing yeah. about it that just kind of a heads up is yeah. that the more uncomfortable it makes you, the more I'm going to do, do it. Do it. <laughs> now, I do kind of laugh. Because that's at just how I kind of laugh at it though. Because it's funny that you get like uncomfortable. It is. So funny. then I'm just going to keep. It's funny. Poking at you. No, about I think it's it. funny. <laughs> I understand. It's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't think That's it was funny. That's true, because it's not like I said about it. No, you no, said it about up. it. Yeah. You said about it. Uh, every man can relate. Yeah. Every man can relate. They probably can. Yeah. Except Zach. Zach, what are you scared of, man? If Zach jump up, jump up in the air and come down ass first on the end of a fucking... Sure, and everybody's like, what's the big deal? Yeah, he, like, he's landing on a fire hydrant. He could take it. That boy, he's a fucking power bottom. Sure. Yeah, I gotta hook. I gotta hook him up, man. Gotta hook. It, <laughs> gotta hook him up with Toby. Toby might be a little bit too old for him, though. I imagine Zach Kai. He likes some young guys. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. How to do it? Can we? Can we make like a good transition? Yeah, I guess not transition. from from. Now from, that we're talking about it, we're talking from, about ghosts from, and sea and sea boat, monsters from and fucking to ghost ships. Ghost ships. Ghost ship, not ghost shits. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> ghost ships. No, I know, but I was just trying to make a transition yeah, between yeah. between butts and ghosts. Okay, so you know what I mean. Ghost ships. <laughs> it's a creepy topic. I have always been like really creeped out by ghost ship type stories. There's a ship out there that's, that that has been abandoned at sea. I think it was a uh, I think it was a luxury liner, wasn't it? And every now and then it shows up. 
Yeah. They know where it, it was. An Which is like really abandoned weird. luxury liner. It was going to be towed to scrap, but the line that the tugboat was pulling it with broke, and it fucking they lost it. There it went. It lost in a, it got lost in a uh, in a storm. And every six or seven years, people see it out in the ocean. Creepy as fuck. That is, that is creepy. Yeah. I think we covered that in, that, in the last We show. probably did because, we, like I said, we talked about a lot of ghost ships like in the last one. Yeah. And, um, and sea monsters and stuff, too. These ones, like the four that I picked, are kind of more on the paranormal end. Okay. Um, some of them are like based on shit that really happened. But then, like, people still see the ships, but they're not really sure yeah. if they're still there or not. You know what I'm That saying. one ship I was talking about, though, I forgot what the name of it. It was locked up tight as a tick. So, rain isn't getting into it. Hi, Pokey. Where'd you come from? And evidently, <coughs> evidently it's still in good, good, um, evidently it's still in good condition. Yeah. Floating out there like a damn hotel. An empty hotel. Imagine that. Yeah, just thinking about it, yeah. it was like really spooky. Creepy. And evidently it's been seen at sea and it looked like it would be in pretty good condition. I think it's spooky for the same reason that like dead malls are spooky. Yeah. Any kind of like liminal spaces, um, especially stuff like, I know there's like been kind of a big thing in horror, like analog horror, and then they did like back rooms. And that's kind of like a big thing too, where it's just like endless hallways of just like empty shit and there's yeah. like nobody there. And yeah. it's just like, I think that ghost ships are kind of creepy for the same reason as that with the yeah. added creepiness of being like out in the middle of the fucking ocean which yeah. is inherently scary on yeah and nobody sees it yeah and when they do see it and report it, it's like every five or six years it's, I think it's been out there by now by about at least 20 years yeah I mean and the it's ocean's just floating around it. so it's just kind of like floating been, around they said it's, carried, it's being carried by a current that's kind of circular and it goes right. throughout the continents it's going to be out there forever I always wonder there's got to be like some kind of people that are like ghost ship spotters yeah. They like just go out specifically and see if they can find like a specific ghost ship. You know what I mean? I imagine it's seen more often than reported, and people didn't know it was a ghost ship. They just see it in the distance. Yeah, because you wouldn't necessarily know right. wouldn't unless know. you got close enough to right. it. Right. Like what ship it was, you would just think, "Oh, it's another ship." You know what I yeah. mean? That's not spooky. Then you but. pass it, and you don't even think about it. But you know, it's like I said, the ocean on its own is just fucking creepy. Like thinking about how fucking deep the ocean is and. Yeah. Man, I had a nightmare like that last night. I think about, like, I was, I can't even remember what it was, but it was just kind of like they were talking about how deep this section of this ocean was. And it was just like this, they're like this island or whatever that had these big tall buildings on it. It's like eight of those deep. And I was just like, holy shit. It was yeah. just like this, and it was like really creepy. And it like woke me up. It was so scary. Well, we're only thinking in terms of the earth. Right. I was watching that other program that I listened to called Event Horizon. It's really good guy has all these scientists and astronomers and, and astrophysicists and shit on. They just found a, an exoplanet, a planet around another star. I think it's about 40 or 50 light years away, if I remember correctly. And I, I don't think it has a name. It's just it's just a bunch of numbers and letters. Yeah, they don't usually give them any cool names until right. later. And, and, and it's, it's an ocean planet. It doesn't have a surface. And by the spectroscopy that's coming off of it, they believe that that ocean is like 600 miles deep. Fuck. I Imagine don't want, that. I don't even want to think about that. Imagine that. That's giving me anxiety. Yeah. And it's a, three or four times the size of Earth. Yes. Physically and the mass and everything. Can you imagine what kind of Lovecraftian hell beasts are like maybe yeah. swimming around? 600 mile <sighs> deep. I don't even want to think about that. Oh, that gives Oceans. Fucking, that's going to give me nightmares tonight. Yeah. So thanks for that. So if you're on the surface of that shit, if you could see to the bottom, it would be like you were in space. Yeah. 
looking down at the surface of the planet. That is, see the that is so fucking creepy. That is yeah. like one of the creepiest things that I can fucking think of. Mm -hmm. Hugo says, also, Triangle is a good flick. It is, I agree. That is a very good flick. I don't think you've ever seen it, but it's just kind of, it's kind of related because it's about this, these people that find um, this supposedly abandoned ship. Like, they kind of go out and they kind of, you know, wreck. And they find this abandoned ship, and then... I don't want to spoil it because it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, but they kind of go on there and um, it looks like people were just there, but everybody's gone. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. But it's really, really good if you haven't seen it. I think it's actually on Tubi, so you can watch it for free. I think I might be wrong. I believe that planet might have been called Trappist. Like a monk? Trappist D, I think is what it was. Mm. And it wasn't like, it wasn't 600 miles, it was like 300 miles, which is still a lot. I mean, still. Still a lot. Trappist D, I think is what it's called. Man, imagine that. Do they think it has life on it? No. Probably, not. well, they don't know. Well, yeah. Was like, Cause there might, like I said, know. there might be all kind of scary shit. Like swimming The ocean the seems to be the atmosphere. That's the atmosphere. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not that crazy when right. you really think about it, but. Yeah. That is pretty weird. That's weird pretty shit. weird. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up. It's called Trappist, I believe. Although, like I said, that's probably gonna give me nightmares. Thinking about like super deep water, like with big shit swimming around in it, yeah. is like my. That's like one of the scariest things in the world to me. It had pretty it heavy really G. I think it was like I think it was like four or five times the size of Earth. Had pretty heavy gravitational forces in it. I don't know if you could fall to the bottom. The density and the pressure, you might just hang. Right. You get down so far, and then you just hang there. You couldn't fall any deeper, probably. Yikes. Because the pressure. Who knows? A human would be killed, you know. Well, You wouldn't yeah. even fall that far and you in, into that ocean, and you'd, you'd be crushed. But they know it's water. Wild, huh? Yeah, that is And it's crazy. in the habitable zone. Yeah. Yeah, it's not frozen. It's habitable, habitable zone temperatures. Zach said a show about the backrooms liminal spaces trend would be cool as hell. I kind of agree. I was watching, um, I guess it was Nexpo, and he did a, um, or they did a, like a show about that, about backrooms and stuff like that. And I think like Ryan Hollinger did one too, but I, I don't know. I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. I love all the analog horror stuff there, and I know that that's kind of. I don't, I don't want to say that's passe now because it's still kind of going on, but I think the backrooms thing like has kind of taken over a little bit. You know, analog horror is still around, obviously, because Skinamarink just came out, which was like analog horror writ large. That's like the quintessential analog horror film. But, you know, which I really liked it, but um, a lot of people really did not like it. And I get that. I get that. Um, Oracle says there's a great novel about a haunted ship called The Devil and the Dark Water. Jenny, you might like it. That does sound really good. I've actually heard that title before, but I don't think I've ever read it. Murderhorn is asking Hugo if it's Netflix. I'm guessing I'm guessing he's asking about Triangle. I think, last time I looked, Triangle was on Tubi for free. I think. It used to be. But I've seen it a couple times, and it's really, really good. I think I even wrote about it. I don't remember if I did a video about it, but I wrote about it on my blog. Yeah, get my, some ice. my ice all melted. Yeah, my ice all melted. All right, so do you want me to wait till you come back and no, then we get started? Go. All right, so let's kind of get started on some of these ghost ship stories. So this one, I guess this is a pretty famous case in like Canada, 
but I don't remember ever hearing about it before I started like researching this one because I like I said I wanted to find some different ones then and like I said these are more on the paranormal end I kind of felt like when we talked about ghost ships before yeah we did sea monsters and stuff too but we talked about like technically like, ghost ships where they're floating out there with nobody in them and shit like that these ones are kind of more on the paranormal end so this is the famous case of the flaming ghost ship of Northumberland Strait. Now, thank you. Northumberland Strait is between uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island uh, in Canada. Now, this legend has been around for more than 200 years. So this ship um, is a three-masted schooner and there's apparently like a really lot of sightings of it. Now, the crazy thing about this is that when people report seeing it, they don't just see, you know, a ship like coming out of the fog and then disappearing or whatever. This ship appears to be on fire. So the folklore surrounding this ship um, is that it usually... Um, it's usually spotted before a storm, which that's a very common thing about uh, certain ghost ship legends is that it's like a, like a bad omen. Um, you know, you see it and then there's like a bad storm coming or something like that. Um, there's been many, many sightings of this, uh, ship apparently, uh, throughout the decades. Um, most people seem to see it in the fall, like in the autumn. The most recent sighting that I could find on the internet was from 2008. Uh, and this was a 17-year-old uh, guy. And he saw it as he was looking across the bay in like um, mid-January of 2008. It was kind of reported in the newspaper at the time that he had seen it. Now, some people that see this ship, um, they say that sometimes before you see it, you hear cannon fire. And then you see this big ball of flame that can usually be seen from multiple angles at once. That's another thing that's been reported. Now, another thing that's commonly reported, which is really creepy, because like I said, if it was just light, you know, people would say, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, auroras or it's a, like a trick of the light or it's an optical illusion or whatever. But one thing that a lot of people have seen it have reported is that they see this ship, it comes out of a fog bank or whatever, and it's on fire and they very clearly see people running around on the deck and jumping overboard. You know what I mean? So much so that there have been multiple cases of, you know, boat crews and stuff like that that were like on the shore that saw it and thought it was a real ship and like got in boats and like went out there to help the people because they thought that they were dying. You know what I mean? And then they get out there and there's nothing there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a pretty common thing that's reported. Now, one of these happened, there was one that was reported in 1900. And this happened in Charlottetown Harbor. Now, uh, there was a group of sailors, they were on the shore and they saw the ship like come out of the thing. And like I said, it's just, they said very clearly they saw this big ship, a three-masted schooner, it was on fire. There were people running around frantically on the deck like they were trying to put the fire out. People were jumping overboard and stuff like that. And so they got all, they all jumped in their rowboats and went out there to rescue the crew. And when they got out there, the ship 
disappeared. They sent divers out. They sent other boats out, like looking to see where it was, and it was not there. They didn't find anything. So this first ship, apparently, like this, the first sighting of this ship that was reported was in 1786. And this was a sighting that from um, Sea Cow Head Lighthouse, which is a great fucking name for a lighthouse, Sea Cow Head. What is a sea cow head? Well, I guess the head of a sea cow. What is like, a sea cow? Like a manatee. Oh, okay. That's what they're talking about. Manatee's head. Like a manatee head. Manatees. There's Where is a, this? This is in, um, like, Canada, like, up okay. around um, they don't have manatees Nova in Scotia. Yeah, but, they, but sea cow, it's like a different... Okay. It's a, it's the same family. That's though. a Florida thing. Okay. It's a different thing. Well, yeah, but like in the like in Australia and stuff like that, they have like a like a dugong or whatever, which is kind of the same thing. Okay. They're not exactly the same species. I don't I don't think, but they're very similar, like in the same family. Good. So, apparently in 1786, the lighthouse keeper of the Sea Cowhead Lighthouse, he saw the ship. Like, he was looking out, and he's just like, holy shit, there's this, like, he's like, the sails were all out, and there was a storm going on, and it was coming toward, I don't think it was on fire when he first saw it, but it looked like, he said it he just looked like a regular ship, but it was coming in, um, and that it was going to hit the rocks, like, at the cliff base. And then he said that it kind of turned into the storm, and it disappeared, but they found out later, like, they never did find it. So they also found out later, like, there was another story where there were all these other guys who were working in Charlottetown, and out in the harbor, again, there was this big sailing vessel, and it was, they all saw it, and it was on fire. So they all see the guys, like, running around on the deck, and they're, like, um, like people are jumping off, and so they got, like, the, everybody got in the rescue boat, and they go out there to get it, to help them, but the, um when they got up before they got out there this like big fog came up and like just kind of went went over the ship and then when they got to the place where the ship had been it was gone so they actually have this is what the guy said that wrote down that he saw it he said as it came near it seemed to lose speed and as it came opposite our house it stopped still i said to fred who was another guy um perhaps they're coming ashore we got up on the banks to watch. There was no sign of anyone on board and no dory on tow. I can't remember just how long it was, but I think about 10 minutes after she stopped, I saw smoke rising very slow all over the deck. So these people are looking at it for a long time, which was a pretty common thing. What like, year was this again? Well, this this took place in like the early 1900s. Okay. <clears throat> um, he said, then it was only a few minutes. I saw men that seemed to come from below and they were running around the deck every way. Then as they were running around, I saw low flame all over the deck. When the flame started, the men climbed up the masts of the vessel. When they were about halfway up the masts, the sails caught. All the sails seemed to catch at the same time. I couldn't see the men anymore as the flames hid my view. We watched it until the flames died and everything crumbled to the deck. There was nothing left but the hull on the water and gradually it seemed to sink lower and finally disappeared as if it gradually filled with water and sunk. I wonder how long that took. So, but yeah, but that seems like a pretty common thing with this particular legend or whatever is that the people that see it, they seem to like sit there and watch it for a while. Hmm. Like it just like, it's this whole thing. And like a lot of times, like I said, it looked realistic enough that they thought it was a real fucking ship. So, um, yeah, so 
and and other like mariners have seen this as well so it's not just like they're imagining shit or anything like that so in there was also a sighting in 1973 there was a guy named marvin mcleod and he was driving home he wasn't on a ship or anything like that but he was driving home like um around like the road that was near the shore at about like a little past midnight and he said the night was really clear it was kind of cold out um and he said he had binoculars with him because it was hunting season and then he said from the car he said he saw what appeared to be a three-masted schooner with its sails on fire and people running around the deck and jumping overboard then he said i was about to head home and call the coast guard when it up and disappeared before my eyes so very very common like i said and there was another sighting in october of 1978 um there was a lightkeeper at a place called wood islands his name was leon Patton, and he got a phone call from a woman who lived in town like you know and she could see the water from her house she called and said what are you burning and he said i'm not burning anything and she said, why don't you look out one of your east-facing windows and tell me what you see? So he looked out there, and he could see the ship, like, heading down. And it was just, like, this fucking ship that was on fire. He watched it for a few minutes, and then it vanished into thin air. So there was that, too. And like I said, you could see it from, like, different uh, angles, apparently, because she was seeing it from a different, and then she called him and said, hey, this look out. This was the 70s. That was the 70s, yeah. What, everyone was on drugs then? Is that what you were implying no, no, or no? No. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to keep track of these of these sightings. And who is saying this? Where was the source? Do you know? Like uh, Well that guy where, was that guy was the lighthouse keeper. Okay. This and, he, appeared, and he said he got a phone call from a from a local woman that like lived right down do you know, the street. Do you know where this story appeared? Like where the source was? Did it appear in a book or a newspaper? Or? Some of these were in newspapers. Um, there was somebody that uh, wrote a book that kind of compiled all of these, but I'm assuming he got them from, like, newspaper reports. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So this is kind of a famous ghost ship sighting. Yeah. Like I said, I hadn't really heard of this one, but like I said, it's Canadian, so it's okay. just like I didn't really, like, it wasn't really on my radar. kind of makes me think of that old song by um, Warren Zevon. Was it Edmund Fitzgerald? That's not Warren Zevon. That's Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. That's right. Warren Zevon did did uh, Warren Zevon did fucking roll in the head of the Thompson gunner. No. Yeah, which is also a good song. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Every time we do a ghost ship show or I think yeah. about ghost ships, I always like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Like yeah, just starts yeah. playing in my head. <laughs> yeah. You never heard that song? You guys need to listen. to I it. love that song actually. Yeah. It's old seaman song. I love all those creepy songs like that. You know they weren't at sea; they were in the Great Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a real <coughs> yeah. story really like happened. he was writing about. <coughs> yeah, those dudes all died. They found that ship later. They did, yeah. And the dude, and, and what was funny is like one of the dude was still at the helm, his dead body, he's standing there in there. It's creepy. Man, just like in Dracula. And that frigid ass water, his body was preserved. See, that's like yeah. so creepy to me. That's look so like fucking creepy. Yeah, he looked like a zombie. He's still down there. Can you imagine fucking yeah. finding that? You would never get that yeah. image out of your head. I've seen the photographs. Yeah, it's just that's weird. like. Why is my phone ringing? I don't know. Spam. Yeah, it's yeah, a spam the, risk. I can see it. Yeah, there was, there was. He wasn't at the helm. He was. He was in. He was in the. Uh, he was on the bridge. Yeah. Look, looked like he was looking out the window. I, I think he. I think he got killed. When the ship hit the bottom, because there was a lot of impact. Uh, I don't, because it, it hit the bottom pretty quick. I, he probably hadn't fully drowned by the time he hit the bottom. Maybe we'll see. But uh, yeah, the bodies are preserved. They're still down. The photographs. They went down there 
many, many years later, I think maybe the 90s or the 80s or 90s, they found that ship, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. You guys can Google it, and you can Google photographs, and you'll see the bodies. Looking out the window, it's creepy. Look like Eddie from Iron Maiden looking out the fucking window. Yeah. Like I said, it's like, that's such a creepy song, too. Yeah. I don't know why. There's just something inherently creepy about shit that happens, like, on ships. Well, the way he told the story in the the song is compelling. Yeah. You know, about how the fucking cook says, all right, I'll I'll be seeing you guys later. Fucking, they they knew they were going under. Been good, been good working with you. Yeah, they, they, they all died. I can't imagine being that chill, like if you knew yeah. you were dying, but maybe, I don't know. They I've took on water. They were in a storm and they took on water. It was frigid cold water up in the Great Lakes. Something something broke open and the water went down into the hold and it capsized and went down. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, that actually wasn't in the ocean, though. That was, no, like was in, in, the, the, Great in the Great Lakes. That yeah. might as well be the ocean, though. I mean, yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of shipwrecks in the yeah. fucking Great Lakes. Yeah, Great Lake. it's not salt water, it's fresh water. Yeah. And, uh,. There's huge sturgeon in there. Like the size of a... They're like fucking 30 foot long, 20 foot long sturgeon the size of a shark. It's amazing. The Great Lakes. American Great Lakes. Yeah. Yeah, they're big, y'all. That's if you're, if you're when not. I was living up in Michigan, they'd all talk about the fucking Great Lakes. Where's fucking... Where's my boy? He's not in here. Grampers hasn't Grampers been here in a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he... He got bored with the show. Or busy. Went to high school with him. But he's, he's up in Michigan still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, if you're not from the U.S., like the Great Lakes are... Yeah fucking massive. The northern regions of the United States, like Michigan and everything, Michigan is the Americans, America's version of Siberia. It's yeah. where all the cars and all the industrial might was. Detroit. They made cars and tanks. Kind of like our version of Tankograd. During World War II, you know, they were big in the big in the war effort. And unions slowly took over and strangled the place out. And bad politics and Detroit collapsed and Race riots happened, and it, it went it went apocalyptic a long time. I lived in Detroit. I lived in Second and West Hancock, right off of Cass Corridor, which is the fucking worst places in Detroit. Is where I lived. I fucking loved it though for a while. I had a great goth scene. It was during the time of like the Crow. The Crow is being played. It is being set in the place and the time when I was there. Thank you, Murder Hornet. <laughs> just um, the tip. <laughs> yeah. Just the tip. <laughs> Soph, um, Sophie, who comes sometimes, she's on the show, friend of ours. She's from Michigan, and is like related to the little sister of one of my best high school friends. That's how I met her through the show, and she comes over. But Soph's like my little sister, or like my daughter, <laughs> and they have all that. They have that look, and it's funny to see her. She has that Michigan look, big, that Scandinavian Michigan look, but. When you're talking about the Great Lakes and the Ed, uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and everything, it kind of like brings back a kind of a weird, uh, what do they call it? It's kind of like a nostalgia yeah. for that place. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. The totally different version of America. I've lived all over the United States. I'm actually more of a southern guy, you know, Mississippi. But the North has its own thing, too. It's very different, but it is... It's respectable. They they got their own way of doing things up there. Well, I mean, the U.S. is kind of like 50 different countries. 50 different countries united, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. We watch the same television and we speak the same language, but other than that, there's not a lot in common. I mean, there's some things in common. There's probably more things in common than not, but there's like a lot of The everyday living experience is very different. There's a lot of different shit, too. I lived in Boston for about six years, and there's nothing. Boston, the life in downtown Boston has nothing to do with Mississippi. Nothing. Or even Florida. 
Well, it's weird because I was reading an article the other day and they were talking about, and I guess it was somebody that was coming from like a Midwestern uh, point of view, which I've never been to the Midwest. And so it was like, they were talking about, oh, the Friday fish fry. And I knew that that was like a Catholic tradition. And it's just like, but it's just so weird to me because it's like, that was not even a thing that was like on our radar. But I guess like in Catholic majority areas that's yeah. kind of a big deal yeah and i guess it's still a big deal like in some areas of the midwest yeah. which i was like wow they're still doing that that's yeah. crazy i went and went on um and started just googling uh fucking what's it like to live in florida and it's always new yorkers talking about because they move here a lot and the main complaint are these fucking italian ass guidos coming here complaining about that they can't get pizza if you're really Italian, you make your own fucking pizza, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not just a fucking like... Ita- you don't need... Look, you, you Italians, I respect your shit. Fucking, I could cook all your shit, too, all right? If you're that fucking Italian that you have to have some New York pizza, learn to make your own fucking pizza, all right? It's I mean, not that's as what, hard as That's you what think. I would do. It's not that hard. If you want it that bad. I make a badass pizza. I you, love Italian food. Do. I like Italian culture, you know? I, living in Brazil, was also in a romance culture, and... Um, Brazil has a lot, huge Italian influence to it. Uh, Italy, Portugal, Spain, you know, and also Turkey, surprisingly. A lot of Turkish influence in Brazil. But uh, no, all that Italian food that you were getting up in New York that you, you can't live without, you can get the ingredients to make it here. All right? Yeah, I mean, like and, I said, you can yeah. get okay pizza here. It's corporate pizza. Yeah. So it's like if you really must have pizza and you're not that picky, yeah, you can get some pizza. Yeah, you can get Papa John's and fucking bullshit like that. And there's like mom and pop places that are pretty good and shit like that. But it's just kind of like, yeah, if you want it it done like a specific way, then you probably need to like make it yourself. But they want to cry about it. They want to be bitches about it. Come on. It's going to take you about a year to get that crust right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I will say it's not as easy as it seems. It's not easy. But it's going to take like you to about, get it exactly the way you want yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to take because there's about a lot year. of variables. Right, too many variables. But but if you're that fucking Italian, you need to get, you get your ass in the kitchen. Make and your own shit. You can even make Instead your own mozzarella. Your mom, you can make your own mozzarella. You make your own marinara. You make all that. Okay. And I'm not even Italian, and I can do all that. Okay. But no, I know what you're talking about. It's we we don't have the those type of restaurants here. It's all corporate stuff. But you can do it yourself. I do. Yeah. Like I said, there there are little mom and pop places. Like, you know, and that's going to be hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure if you look, you can find good shit anywhere, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I know it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. If you're so Jewish, you got to have knish and shit. All right. You can make your own knish. Okay. Fucking matzo balls. Yeah. Cause I can't really think of any good Jewish delis around. No. Now that I'm thinking about it. I used to get good knish in Boston. Well, yeah, you can find shit up there, but, but I can make that. Right. You know, so. I'm just trying to, well, obviously, like, yeah. we live in Eustis, which is kind of rural, so obviously yeah. there's not going to be anything like that out here. But even in Orlando, I'm sure there's got to be a couple, but it's yeah. just, like, I can't really think of any offhand. Yeah. Like, any really good Jewish jellies or no. anything like that. There's not enough Jews here. I mean, there they're are, gone, but, but yeah, it just kind of seems like they're like, fuck it, we're just going to make it. They're spread out. Yeah. So you're not going to. Maybe there's not as much. Yeah. You can't concentrate them. Now, I will say that... In, we got good Indian food. Though. I was just going to say, like, yeah. and particularly in Lake Mary, yeah. um, which is near where we used to live. It's kind of like a suburb of Orlando, I guess. There's a really good Indian restaurant. We got good Indian food. Called Memories of India. We got great, authentic Mexican and Central American. 
Yeah, there's a lot of really. It's good everywhere because we got all these farm workers here. We got yeah. real me- real there's Mexicans. There's fucking taco real- trucks yeah. out by the farms yeah, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, all kind of good shit. And they're from everybody Cent- selling boiled peanuts. Too. Yeah, and they're that, from Cent- they're thing. from Central America. That shit's fucking legit, you know. But you see, I'm I'm growing tomatillos, tomatillos, and making my own green salsa and shit. That green salsa was good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned a lot of shit from Conavatslan, my friend from Mexico, who's a friend of the show. He showed me all the girls to listen to on YouTube, the cooks on, to listen to, man, fucking Cooking Con Claudia. I really recommend, that's what he, he recommended, and I recommend Claudia. Cooking Con Claudia. She'll teach you how to make all those Mexican dishes. How to make carnitas in a fucking Instapot. All right. And we're getting on food here, hold on. Well, we J- had a food show, okay? But we're getting J- well, James said uh, about the fish fry thing. Yeah. He said, oh, it's still a big deal in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had heard of it before, but that wasn't really a thing, like, in Florida, I guess. And I didn't know that it was still a thing. I thought that was, like, an old person thing. But I guess not, because I saw an article the other day. I'm like, oh, that apparently yeah. is still a thing. That's crazy. The, but, South, um, the South fish thing is catfish, which is a good fish. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like eel. Very soft, flaky. Uh, not very fishy flavored, actually. Uh, fish, uh, you won't get that anywhere else, and, and in other countries, that's a delicacy. And it's actually hard to find here. Corporate, you usually have to catch it, or you have to go look for it. Catfish, yeah, easy to cook. Although there are some kind of like waterside, like kind of dive restaurant yeah. type places where you can get catfish and alligator. And yeah, all what that you call it has it. Yeah. Well, what's the name of the place we just went there? Uh, uh, the Trough. Yeah. The Trough. The Trough. The Trough. T-R-O-F-F. Yeah, the Trough is good. It is good, actually. Really? The Trough in Florida. Yeah. It's got like, it's known for oysters, but they have like yeah. a bunch of other stuff. And like I said, it's just a dinky little yeah hole in the wall. Kinda. Yeah. And, and you, buy, you buy shit based upon what the market price is. Right. Yeah. Camp Guy says, Mellow Mushroom is pretty good for a more expensive pizza experience. Yeah, I'll agree. I've only been to Mellow Mushroom a couple times, and there actually is a Mellow Mushroom probably only about yeah. 10 miles up the road from us. Yeah, we Maybe got farther here. than that. Yeah. I, but I've been to them before. Yeah. That is not, what, that's not okay. what those, that's not what Italians, New York Italians are looking for, though. That's not, that's not what they're looking for. Not the right kind of pizza. They're looking for something kind of based more about Lombardi's type. That, yeah. That's the, which is a, it's cooked in a kiln. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it don't matter. Hold on. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in what, what it is. <laughs> yeah, Oracle said it's like being a Texan and complaining you can't buy good chili. Blasphemy. Make your own damn chili. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what we do. We just kind of, there are some good restaurants around here, but I will even note that even in like rural ass Eustis right up the street from us there was a really really good Japanese uh, sushi restaurant that also has like you know you can get um, what do you call it Uh, uh, why did I just forget the word you know what I mean not just sushi but just you know you can get bento boxes and um, and the word that I can't remember but yeah you can get all that kind of stuff and it's really it's a little pricey I will say little pricey but um, the food is really good. We haven't been there in a while because it's kind of expensive. But you know what I mean. So you can get good food around here, but you gotta you gotta look. That's all I gotta say. I guess that's true of everywhere. But um, all right. So where were we? I kind of lost my place now. Okay. So back to the ghost ships, I guess. Even though 
Tom's gonna probably gonna come back and talk about food some more, but that's okay. All right, so there was another sighting. I don't think I talked about this one yet. So there's another sighting of this ship in 1988. Now, it was actually seen at this time, not from the shore, but from the ferry. Uh, so the crew of the ferry actually saw the ship and pointed the radar at it. Uh, it didn't come up on the radar, though, but apparently they all saw it. Um, and they, you know, the, the guy, one of the guys that was on the crew, like the, or the captain, rather, he said that we had, um, he's like, so I kind of knew what it was because I remembered we had been on the ferry one night and we saw the same thing. Like, we saw the ship and it looked like it was on fire and we're like, holy shit, we need to, like, go help them and everything like that. But then, like, they got there and there was nothing there. So he was just kind of like, okay, well, I know what that is. So there was also that same night that that happened, that they saw it from the ferry, there was also a couple that lived right around that area and they saw the ship from their window, like the window of the bedroom. And they said that the ship was sailing like super fast, like way more fast than like an actual ship would be able to sail. But they had heard the legends about it. I don't know if they'd ever seen it before, but they had heard the legends, so they kind of knew what it was, so they didn't like really call anybody because they're like, oh, that must be that ghost ship we've heard so much about, you know what I mean? There's also this other guy um, who lives in the same area. His name is Larry Hooper, and he saw it twice. Um, he saw it some in the 1980s, and he was actually worked on, there was a bridge um, over, like, uh, called the Prince Nova Bridge, and he worked on there. He was, like, the lookout, and he's, like, about 10 p.m., he saw it, and he said, it was a clear night. You could see for miles. The sails were on fire with people all around the deck. Then it disappeared. Now, the same guy saw it again, like, 10 years later, like, in the late 1990s, and he saw it from a car this time. He said, like, he, him and one of his relatives were driving along the road along the shore, and they saw very clearly, like, this flaming ship and, like, all these people running around on the deck, and then it disappeared. It's weird. Yeah, which is, like, a really creepy... That's a really creepy fucking image. Can you if, imagine? If the fucking, stories are to be believed. Yeah. I mean, well, and like I said, there have... I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, we I don't, were really, there, I didn't see it. Right, right. I wasn't there, I didn't see it. But it's just, like, it does seem like a lot of people are, like, describing it the same yeah. kind of way. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there was a book called The Phantom Ship uh, that had, like, all, all these sightings in it. Stuff like a guy named Roland Sherwood wrote it. And uh, that guy who wrote the book also said that he had seen it uh, two times also. Um, I don't know if this book is still in print or not, but um, there's still some copies of it, I guess, that, like in the local public library and stuff, but I guess it's apparently like kind of hard to get hold of. So obviously skeptics are going to say that this is just an optical illusion or um, St. Elmo's Fire. That's another thing they say a lot. Or it's just, like, moonlight, like, reflecting through a fog bank. Or some people said it's just, like, methane gas, like, burning on the surface of the water, something like that. But the thing about it is that, I don't know. To, this is on, like, a lot of ghost story sites, and they kind of go through this litany of, like, all these sightings of it, which are all really similar. So I'm not really sure what I want to believe about this, because I don't really think... I don't know, man. Like, uh, this kind of stuff, it, it, the the sea, like, plays tricks on people. Well, nothing is, is that you can write anything in a book. Uh-huh. 
you can say, yeah, uh, 45 witnesses saw this on a certain date, and this and that. And if, the, if the source isn't given, you're not really sure. So, you know, because you can just write anything. Yeah. And then there were also newspapers weren't all that credible. Newspapers in the United States fucking print shit all the time. They always have. Well, they just wanted Airship to sell papers, stories, so yeah. you know what I mean. They were just printing whatever. And a lot of times, somebody came to them with a crazy story. They're like, "All right, yeah, we'll, we'll print put that, that shit. in there." <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, they're like, "We need, we need something that'll sell today," and they'll come up with an airship story. And it's obvious, obviously, to to the writer, to the guys at the office, they're laughing. This is some fabricated shit, you know. And they they think it's more like a joke. And other people are taking it seriously, you know. So it's hard to say. It's just, uh, maybe they're seeing a ghost ship, maybe they aren't. There's no way of knowing. When you hear stories like this, all you can do is just be entertained. Which may I have been do, the intent. Right. That may have I mean, been I do intent. like, Yeah. I mean, the imagery of it is really creepy. Because yeah. I could just imagine driving down the side, like, you know, driving on the road, like, one dark night. Yeah. Like, on the side of the water. Yeah, and seeing this, whoosh, like, this yeah. ship come out, it's all on fire, and everybody's, yeah. like, running around and stuff. That would be, like, super creepy. Right. Super creepy. Yeah. So I can see how, like, it's really appealing, like, as a... Yeah, and spreading the stories as a legend too. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, like, the people that said they saw it didn't see anything. I'm just saying that, you know... It might be fabricated. It's though. a pretty compelling image. Yeah. And, you know, it might... People might just... Uh, it might behoove them to say they saw it or, you know, embellish some shit that they saw or, yeah. you know... Like I said, and, and I've said this, it doesn't have anything to do with the ghost shit, but, like, one of the weirdest things I ever saw was when I was driving... Yeah, I remember, I know you said Yeah, back to work one night, yeah. and it, was to, it wasn't late, it was probably only, like, probably between 8 and 9, I want to say, maybe earlier, and I was just driving home, and I saw what I thought, I didn't think it was a UFO, I, I, at no time did I think it was a UFO, I actually thought it was um, an asteroid, and I thought... It was so, it looked so big and so flaming that I was like, well, we're going the way of the dinosaurs. That's what I thought. You thought it was a big meteor going to I thought it was here. a big fucking, I, I thought it was a planet killer. Yeah. Because that's what it looked like. Well, no, like the first, okay, the first thing I thought of was a plane blew up. That's the first thing I thought. And then I'm like looking at it and I'm like, that looks like a fucking meteor. I was like, but that's a meteor. We're in big fucking trouble right now because that is massive. You know what I mean? Because you could tell, like, it was almost as big as, like, the moon would have looked, which, so, you know, it would have been big. And it was, like, flaming. It was, like, it looked like it was on fire. And so I was kind of freaking out. So, like, I got back to work, and I'm like, did you guys just look outside? Did you see that? And then I was, like, looking on the internet, like, trying to see him, and, like, apparently nobody saw it but me, so maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No. I never did find out what it was. It's probably a meteor coming pretty much straight at you. That's what it must have been. That's what it must have been. Yeah, like I said, my, my first thought was a, was an exploding plane. That was my first yeah. thought. But, um... But then after I said, that looks just like a fucking meteor. Like I said, it didn't help that I had just read a book called Death from the Skies. Yeah. That was, that was about all the ways, like, all the shit from space that could kill you. You know, like a nonfiction book, which is a great book, by the way. It's really entertaining, but it's also, like, pretty scary. So I had just read that, like, not too long ago. So I'm like, oh, well, we're getting wiped out. So Probably was a meteor coming straight at you. When she told me about it, I thought about it. You know, I kept getting, asking her over and over again how big it was, you know, like, if you held it up. She said if you held it up, it'd probably be about the size of a, a quarter. Yeah, uh, that's know, about right. About that. Maybe slightly bigger. Maybe a half dollar. Half dollar, maybe. So probably what it was is it was a small meteor coming basically 
at her in her direction. It must have been coming. So right it was out. just getting bigger and bigger, and, and bigger. then it maybe just burned and out. And then it just burned out. But, but it looked so big. Yeah, it wasn't that big. It's just that it was close, maybe right. a mile away when it fell. Maybe apart. that's what it Something was. Something like that, because it would a meteor the size of a baseball a mile away burning burning up would look big yeah because the plasma around it would look big yeah you wouldn't have any way to judge how big it was because there's nothing next to it right you know and it just burned out and turned into little glowing it must droplets. have because obviously we're still walking and around and, just that was, fell, and that was many fell years to ago the ground, but Actually, was, that was before i met you even yeah so that was it probably burned bit. up a, couple, a mile or so away from you maybe so but yeah, and it was, was like, probably it as was it was burning freaky. up. It was probably only like the size of an acorn. It was pretty burning, weird too, the way yeah. the, that no one else saw it, like or nobody yeah. else like said anything. Because the angle, it. it was coming straight at you from a distance. It probably didn't look that impressive. It probably just looked like a line. But it's like it's not like it was the middle of the night and no one else was around. It was only like like eight o'clock at night or something. You just had to, well, they don't last long. You have to yeah. be looking in the right. And and other people disregarded it because they knew what it was. Maybe but yeah, fallen star. From a distance, it would just look like a line, like a falling star. But from your point of view, it was just like it looked like a huge fireball coming straight at you. <laughs> it looked like a huge right. fireball. Like I said, that looked like I thought a plane exploded. Yeah, is what I thought. And if nothing hit the ground, it probably just turned into little droplets. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so apparently the the flaming ghost ship of Northumberland Street is so popular in Canada that there was well there was a song that came out in 1988 by a guy named uh lenny gallant i guess and he's just kind of like a canadian singer songwriter and he did a song about it and that kind of like made it more popular like in the 80s and in 2014 uh the post office the canadian like post they put out a stamp with the ghost ship on it which i thought was kind of cool like they put out they they had like a whole series of stamps like based on canadian ghost stories that they put out on Friday the 13th of that year, which I thought was, like, kind of a neat idea. But so, yeah, they even have, like, a Ghost Ship of Northumberland Street, like, stamp in Canada, which I thought was pretty cool. But like I said, I don't know if anyone has claimed to have seen it since 2008. That seemed to be, like, the most recent um, sighting that I could find of it. There might be more recent ones, like, that are just floating around out there, but that's kind of the most recent one that was like documented quote unquote that was like in a newspaper and shit like that you know what i mean like other people might just be on paranormal forums or whatever and said oh yeah i saw that shit you know what i mean but you can't like really back that up i mean you can't really back up the other shit either to be honest with you but yeah so um all right so this next story i actually have i have photographs for this so this is like pretty this isn't necessarily it's kind of like a ghost ship story but it's more like a ghost like that ha ghosts that have to do with a ship kind of story. So this is the story of the SS Watertown. So this was this happened in 1924. So the ship, the SS Watertown, is sailing in the Pacific uh, in December of 1924, like I said. And there were two guys on the crew. One was named James Courtney, and one was named Michael Meehan. And they were down in, like, the cargo kind of area, like, working down there. Like, they were cleaning or something like that. And apparently, some pipe busted somewhere or something like that and filled the area with, like, some kind of noxious gas. Um, and apparently, they didn't, they weren't aware of it. You know what I mean? So, I guess it was a gas that they didn't, like, they couldn't smell it or anything. And pretty much immediately, both of them uh, collapsed. Like, and you know 
Look at Pook. She went underneath the carpet. Did she really? She's underneath the damn carpet. Why? It's ridiculous. She went underneath the damn carpet. Underneath the rug. She's underneath the underneath the throw rug. It's a little prayer rug. She's underneath. The, what are you doing underneath there? She's like, like I'm hiding. Shut yeah, up. Okay. I you see can, you. You can't see me. Yeah. Fucking funny. She's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like completely underneath. Completely underneath. Under the, underneath the rug. She's like can't see me. Yeah. Okay. Fucking we. Cats. Where did Pookie go? Yeah. Where did she go? <laughs> Disappearing Pookie. This article. She's crazy. She's always trying to get under there. I don't know why. And there's like a huge lump. Like she thinks we can't see her. I can't see you, Pookie. I have no idea where you went. But yeah, so these two guys are down there. And the the gas escapes. And they like pass out. Now, a guy, apparently like another guy. I guess he maybe knew what was going on somehow or something. And he tried to come down to help them. Like he, he went through this. He crawled through this like little pipe or some shit like to get down there like help him and he pulled them both out but i think by the time that he pulled them both out it was too late like they were already dead um and the guy that went in there to save them he was also kind of um he lived but it took like half an hour for him to kind of like get back because the fumes were like really bad right but um but he couldn't save the two guys he did try but it was too late so the two guys died And as they would do on a ship when some of the crew died, they had like a little funeral on the ship and then they, you know, they put the bodies out to sea because that's just what they would do. The next day, though, right before sunset, the first mate of the ship said that he was looking off the port side and that he saw the two guys faces like in the water, like in the waves. And he's like, he looked at them and he said he saw their faces and he recognized them and stuff. And he just saw them for about 10 seconds. And then they just kind of like faded away. And then over the next few days, like several other crew members also reported seeing these two guys faces in the water. Now, the ship gets to New Orleans And the captain, whose name was Keith Tracy, he told um, his employers, it's like, man, all the crew have been like, these two guys died on the ship. And now everybody's been seeing like their faces, like, uh, like in the waves, like on the side of the ship. You know what I mean? So the guy, like his boss or whatever, is like, well, why don't you try to take a picture and like, you know, try to take a picture of it. So they did that. So they go back out. They take pictures when they see the faces. Uh, I remember this. Yeah, you probably this know. Famous. This is pretty famous. This yeah. is pretty famous. And so they hand the camera over to uh, the captain. Like, they take pictures. I think they took, um, I think it was six pictures they took. And then they handed the camera over to the captain, and then they put it into a safe. So it's like nobody could touch it. Apparently, that's how the story goes. And then when they got to the port, they developed the film, and... The picture, which, like I said, is very famous in paranormal circles, looks like it shows two guys' faces um, in the waves next to the ship. And according to all the crew members, they said it looked just like the two guys that had died on the SS Watertown. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. Let me show you the picture that you're most uh, that you're most gonna commonly see if you go to like a paranormal website, and it's this. Yeah. Right here. Like these two little yeah. faces like popping out the waves. So that's pretty creepy, right? 
like it does kind of look like two faces so that's and that's what the crew were reporting that they had seen right and that's the picture that they took allegedly now also allegedly um they gave the picture to like a detective agency and they looked at the picture and they looked at the negatives and everything like that and said that you know oh it didn't look like it had been faked or anything of that nature now the thing that the crew apparently reported they said when they saw the faces off the side of the ship they said usually what would happen the faces would appear they'd be there for like five to ten seconds and then they would like fade away they said the weird thing about it though was that the faces didn't seem to be moving with the ship it's like they always seem to be the same distance away from each other and they always seem to be the same distance away from the ship the heads were also and i'm not sure if the crew reported this but i'm going to say a little bit about this in a minute but it's like the heads looked like larger than normal size heads okay so they're looking over the railing yeah the first guy that said he saw it was looking off the port side of the ship and they see the faces going with them in a distance. They're not passing them. No. The faces are following them. Kinda, but, but it's they're just big. They're not within. They're not. They're within. big, but they. It, it seems like they're saying that it's not like. Well, the, I mean, the faces were only there for like a few seconds at a time. It wasn't okay. like they were just sitting there. Okay. But it's like it, they said it just seemed like the faces were just kind of sitting there in the same place, and then they would kind of fade. You know what I'm saying? And then they would come back. Yeah, but, like, later. Like, it happened, like, over a few days. Okay. That's kind of what they reported. Okay. So, yeah. Now, interestingly, so I was, um, like I said, they tested the negative and everything like that. It said, apparently, they said it didn't look like they was faking or anything like that. Um, they had taken six photos, uh, and that was the only one that showed anything unusual, even though, apparently, they were like, hey, the faces are there, like, take a picture. But it was only the one photo where it came out in. Now, I did find an article online by somebody named Blake Smith, and they had apparently written an article back in 2010 for the good old um, 40 and Times. And his assertion was that he thought the photo had been hoaxed, but not recently, like back in 1925. And his one of the things he pointed out is that the photo, it's like it does show the faces on the side of the ship like that, but he's like, if you saw the photo like in full, which I'm going to show you in a minute, because that's not usually the one that they show you. They usually show you that close up one like that. So you don't have any context. So it's like if you see this photo in full, like if those were like actual faces, they would be like a lot smaller. Like you wouldn't even be able to see them like these look like fucking giant ass heads. Right. And he made the point that it's like the crew didn't report saying giant ass ghost heads floating on the side of the thing. I think they said they were like a little bit bigger than normal, but not as big as they would have to be if you are looking at the photo. Because here's the thing, like I said, if you search ghosts of the SS Watertown, 99% of the pictures that come up will be that one that I just showed you, like with the, the, the close up yeah. with the crops. However, if you look long enough, you will see the uncropped photo. Here is the uncropped photo because it looks real res yeah that is the uncropped photo so okay. look how if those are heads yeah look how fucking big they'd have to be yeah like that's way bigger than a human head yeah you know what i mean because look at the size of the ship like in relation yeah to that 
And when you see it from this angle, it doesn't look quite as... it's. Yeah, it still kind of looks like faces, but... Also, the one, if you look at the far left, that looks like a face looking at you, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you look yeah, at the horizon, it. at the far left, uh, the far left horizon and go down a little bit. You look down, I don't know, about, a, about an inch, I guess. Yeah. You'll see something that looks like a fucking skull screaming at you in the, in the water. Yeah. Next to the, that wire. There's a wire. Yeah, so who's that it. motherfucker? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> You're just picking out images. Yeah, I mean, Your brain it, has the ability it to does pick look out weird, image. but it looks a lot less impressive when you see it in the not cropped yeah. version. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I can go in underneath those faces and what is that down there that, that that's the water what is i don't know exactly what i'm saying i see water splashing over the the bow yeah okay i'm pretty sure that's what that is you could find a lot of faces down there underneath those other faces yeah. too in the water you know that's like true. what about this one what about yeah, that one right you know what i'm saying the two eyes and the round mouth yeah i'm trying to point at it but they can't see yeah but like I said, if you look at it long enough, you can see other things that yeah. look kind of like faces, too. Yeah, I, and see a, I see a face right here. Yeah, I do, too. You know. James said, uh, like I said, it's shadows playing a trick on us in our minds. Yeah. Put faces there just like the face on Mars. Yeah. yeah, it seems a similar... Like I said, it is creepy looking, but I don't, I don't think that's the real... And so I don't know... Because that's the thing. Like, apparently these guys, like, reported it. Like, that they'd seen these dudes' faces, and then they just thought was what gave them the impetus to take a picture of it. But I don't know. I, there might be another explanation for that. Because, like I said, this happened in 1924, so it was, like, a long time ago. You know what I mean? Well, when you showed the first picture, I was like, damn, that's some low-resolution uh, imagery. Well, that's right why, that's because why, it came from, like, a up. much larger yeah, photo. Like and the thing, and yeah, and it, it was taken in the 20s, and like I said, it's I'm imagining that they probably sourced that, like, from the newspaper photo, which yeah. was probably super shitty. And t- 20s still had good photographic capabilities. Yeah. They had good lenses and stuff. They just didn't have color yet. Yeah. So I was going, like, wow, that's awful blurry. You know, you can see some crisp photo- photos from the 20s. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And that was not one of them. No. Well, like I said, these were just, apparently, the story behind it was that these are just dudes on a boat. Yeah. That were like, oh, man, we've seen, like, our dead crewmen <laughs> floating yeah. on the side. Because <laughs> what a weird, random thing to see. Like, of two guys that died on the ship, and then it was like, they're just, like, they're just heads, like, floating in the fucking water. You know what I mean? It's crazy. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So let's talk about this one, which I kind of feel like is, they think is maybe based on a real thing, but this is kind of like sort of legendary, like the Flying Dutchman type of thing. So this is the ghost ship Kaluche. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now this is, uh, again, a ghost ship. This has its origins in the, in the uh, Chiloe, I guess it's Chiloe mythology, Southern Chile. So this is kind of like a ship having to do with that. This is a fun story, actually. I'd never heard of it, heard of it before. So it goes by a bunch of different names. The Warlock Ship, which I like that, uh, or the Enchanted Ship, or Barcoiche. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's another name. What's it called? Uh, it's called the Caluche. Barcoiche. Barcoiche. Barco means uh, ship. Barco means ship. Yeah. What's it? Iche? Yeah. Iche ship. I don't know what Iche means, but... Well, yeah. A barco is a ship. Okay. Well, so it's something-something ship. Something ship. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, maybe it just means warlock ship or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Because, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. So, this is a ship. There's a bunch of different legends about this. Now, some of the legends about it are kind of like, cool. They're all ghostly. But some of them are cool and some of them are like, you know, and good. And like some of them are like evil. You know what I mean? So, this ship is supposed to um, sail along these canals, like around this area of Chile. Um, super, super fast. Now, another thing is that sometimes it seems to be invisible, but people seem to be, like, able to sense its presence or hear it. You know what I mean? So that's another thing. But then some people see it, too. Um, it's supposedly more seen when it's, like, foggy outside. Like, you can see the ship, like, cutting through the fog. Uh, it's supposed to look like an old Spanish galleon. Uh, it's supposed to be white, uh, it has three masts with five sails on it, and that when you see it, it has, like, lights coming out of every single window on the ship, so it's, like, blazing with light. Also, another thing that people report is that whenever you see it, it sounds like there's a big party going on in the ship. Like, you can hear people laughing and talking and music and everything like that. Now, if, again, the story goes that if anybody goes near the ship like in a regular ass ship then it will disappear or become kind of like transparent and your ship will just go right through it you know what i mean now like i said there's different versions of this legend now the oldest version of the legend which is actually kind of the cool the nice one so in this version of the legend the ship is actually not really a ship but actually like a living being of some kind which is kind of weird but that's kind of like the thing so this is supposedly built by and i'm sure i'm pronouncing this wrong but he's el milalobo i guess which is like a like a sea god like in this mythology so he built it for his kids now his kids he had two daughters and one son now one daughter uh was like a mermaid and then the other daughter was like a water sprite type thing. And then he also had a son called Pinkoy, but I don't know if he was like a magical creature or anything like that. He might have been just a dude. I don't really know. So apparently the story was that the water sprite and the son would go and like search the oceans for sailors who had died at sea, like in shipwrecks and stuff. And then they would bring their ghosts back to the Caluche and then they would bring the they would bring them back to life and basically they would just let them have like ghost party ship like forever so it was just like an immortal that's why like people reported like seeing it and it was just like sounded like there was laughing and music and everything like that because it was almost like sailor heaven it seemed like but like on a ship you know what yeah. I mean so they just brought them there like to party forever so which is kind of nice I thought just thinking more about you call it a barco 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 doesn't mean ship. Navio means ship. Barco probably means vessel. Or yeah, maybe. Vessel. Yeah. I know it's a vessel or a boat. I'm just trying to get the exact English translation. Yeah. The fucking fine. Barco. Yeah. Any of you Latin speakers fucking can chime in. I, think, I always thought Barco think, meant something like mouth or something no, like that. Boca. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, boca so I was kind of close. Yeah. Barco, I, I think, means vessel. Vessel or boat. Yeah. Navio is fucking a ship. That's a big fucking steel multi-deck like the like the Titanic. That would be a Navio. I'm 
Okay. Murder Hornet said he didn't see any heads in that picture. Man, it's because you're tripping, dude. There were faces. Well, there, it looked there like were, faces. It did kind of look like faces. Your mind can find faces in anything. It's kind of designed I'm, to do that. I can look in the clouds, I'll see a face. Well, yeah. That's if you want to see a face, you go, there's a face. That's yeah. what that is. Right, yeah. But it's just got, well, it's just like what's his name? It's like old boy said. It's like the face on Mars. It's because yeah. your brain's doing it. If you turn that image upside down, you don't see it as well. And now that they've taken like higher res photos of it, yeah, it's it not absolutely there. does not look it's like not a face there. anymore. Yeah. It just looks like a fucking hill, which is what it is. Yeah, it's just a hill. But I mean, well, I mean, human brains are, I mean, we evolved to recognize faces. Yeah. So if something kind of looks like a face, then you're going to make it look like a face. That's just kind of how your brain works. Everyone's brain works like that. That's what Even it evolved the animals. to do. Yeah. Animals know what a face is. They look right into your face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's just like, it's not. I think they can read expressions too. I yeah. would imagine, yeah. yeah. Is she still under there, by the way? No, she's gone. No, she left. <laughs> she left a little fucking... That was so funny that she went under there. She's like, I'm hiding. They don't know where I am. She's like, she's being sneaky. But yeah, so so that was the nice version of the story, where the... the mer- it's actually not the mermaid. The water sprite and the sun, they go out and collect all the dead sailors, and they're like, come back with us to the ship, and you can party forever. And they're just like, okay, that's awesome. So I was like, well, that's kind of nice. But then, of course, there's a lot of other not-so-nice legends about the ship as well um and in some of these legends the ship is actually uh controlled by an evil sorcerer and in this version the ship actually kind of goes around looking for live sailors that it can kind of entice onto the ship and then fuck them up and then like make them work on the ship like forever you know what i mean so it's kind of like putting them into like ghost servitude i guess so yeah, I mean, and it'll abduct people from land, too. That's also another part of the legend. Also, I thought this was kind of interesting. So apparently, according to the story, um, when they get these unfortunate sailors and put them on board the Caluche, they, the sorcerer, I guess, fuses one of their legs to their spine so they can't walk anymore and they can't leave. You know what I mean? So they're stuck on the boat forever. And they also get transformed into a creature from Chilean mythology called an Invunche, which I guess these are kind of like monsters that would normally like guard the entrance to warlock caves, because I guess warlocks have caves. That's where they live. Point at it again. Like, where can you see it? Invunche. I n v u n c h e. I think it's called a. I think it's also called Invunche. Invunche. Or Invunche. I've seen both spellings. V is sometimes pronounced B. Yeah. Too. Well, yeah. So that's, that's why. So I've seen like in bunche, in, in bunche also. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know what these monsters look like, like in mythology, but they apparently hang out in front of warlock caves and like keep people from going in because that's just how they roll, I guess. That's their function. So I had never heard of that kind of monster before, but apparently that's a thing. So, <laughs> so apparently there are stories that if you see the ship with the warlock on it you don't want to get your ass kidnapped and like have your leg fused to your thing and get turned into a like a monster so you're what you were supposed to do was you were supposed to hide behind a particular type of tree like it had to be a specific kind of tree like a wineberry tree because i guess that has like magical properties or something so that was how you would keep like the the evil sorcerer on the ship from like seeing you you know what i mean um, also, there's another version of the story, which is actually the most new, the most modern-ish version. And this version of the story, the ship, 
is being used by the sorcerers of Chiloe. This is a bunch of sorcerers. <laughs> this is their ship. There's a little little magical transport. And they, every three months, they all get on the ship and go around on a voyage to increase their powers somehow. Now, in this version, the ship is also was also made by the sea god that I mentioned earlier. And only the crew can get on board the ship. Uh, so when some, like, a real person comes by it, like, it's like, shoop, and it, like, disappears, you know what I mean? There were also legends that, you know, whenever, like, the ports around the area where the ship was said to be seen, that some of the shop owners and stuff like that would, like, essentially make, like, Faustian bargains with the sorcerers on the ship, like, for money or success or whatever. So whenever somebody in a village where in this ship's territory, I guess, would like suddenly come into a lot of money or stuff or something like everybody would think they were super sus because they're just like, oh, my God, you just made a deal with like all the sorcerers on the fucking ship. You know what I mean? So it was it was that kind of shit. And sometimes they would say that, oh, well, you're letting like all the ghost crew like come in your house and party or you're letting the sorcerers come in your house and like do like black magic rituals and stuff like that. So like all the people in the village would be like really, really upset about it. There was also, in 1960, there was a big, huge earthquake in that area. Um, and it was really bad. There was, like, fucking landslides, tsunamis, fires, like, the whole fucking deal. Now, even though this was, like, a really, really bad earthquake that caused, like, massive destruction, um, there were a few houses that were not affected at all. And there were stories going around that the people that lived in those houses had made deals with the sorcerers on the ship, like... For their house not to get fucked up so there was that too so it was like a pretty strong like uh legend around at the, at the time um and also they said that anybody that in the village that had like a particular type of anchor like outside their house or something like that that was like a signal to the sorcerers that they were like cool with the sorcerers and they wanted to like make a deal with them or something like that so that was also like a pretty common legend that they uh you know had going on at the time now, there's also, they're, they're kind of thinking that this story might have come from, like I said, legends about the Flying Dutchman, which are pretty common. I think we talked about that on the last show, maybe, or we did a show about it, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that, you know, because that was also supposed to have, like, you know, undead people on it. And also, and this was weird, too, because I looked up and they said, oh, well, maybe it's based on um, the disappearance of a real ship, which was a Dutch ship, which was called the Calanche. But I looked that up, and I couldn't find because there's a Wikipedia page called, uh, you know, list of missing ships or ships lost at sea or whatever. Like they don't know where they are, and I couldn't find it on there. That doesn't mean it's like not a real thing. It's weird because when I was looking it up, there's a ship that's called that, the Calanche, that is, I guess, like floating around. Right? It's not like a ship ship, but it's like it's pretty small. But you can kind of like track where it's at like on a website and stuff and i was just like well that's kind of weird but yeah so i so i don't know if that dutch ship really went missing but that's something that i see a lot that maybe that's where the story of this came from but i don't know if that was a real ship or not i couldn't really find any evidence that that was a real ship so you know what i mean um however like skeptics again have said that probably uh the legends existed prior to that like about the ship and everything but what they probably did was that smugglers would um, kind of play up the legends so that they could, like, do 
sketchy shit like without anybody knowing what they were doing you know what i mean like it's like oh my god it's the fucking ghost ship you know what i mean which that's pretty clever if that's what they were doing but yeah so i don't really know if this is like i said it's mostly legendary so i don't really know if there's like sightings of it i imagine there are because people have said like described it and stuff but so there's that but i thought that was kind of a fun story i like the idea of a bunch of warlocks on a ship i also liked the idea of like the ghost party ship i thought that was kind of nice Warlocks on a ship. That sounds like Lovecraft. <laughs> it does. Lovecraft would it? have that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arabic, Arabic, and Mesopotamian warlocks on a ship trying to bring back some kind of ocean god. Yeah, fucking Dagon or something. It does sound very Lovecraftian now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Well, some of those Lovecraft stories had, you know, the the sea was a big element in there. Ports yeah. and fucking... Because he seemed to be, like, super scared of seafood, man. See, he didn't like seafood. He didn't like anything to have to do with the ocean. And people that were worked on the ocean. Because they, shit, they weren't all the same race. You might, you, yeah. Horrors. Yeah. You might have to be working with the people of other races when you're out there in the sea. You know, you know that's not... Oh, good. my God. That's yeah. what he was thinking. Yeah. He was scared of other white people. So, you know... He was scared of anybody that yeah. wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> Lovecraft was fucking funny. It wasn't him and his family. Although, to his credit, he got better. He did get better. He got better as he got older. Yeah. He, re- he realized... He kind of got over he it. He realized that bit. other people weren't out to get him. That he had fans. I mean, he had problems. Yeah. Let's let's not say that. He, um, was, he was xenophobic. Oh, big time. Like, yeah. If anybody... I mean, if you have the word xenophobia, there should be yeah, a picture of H.P. Lovecraft like, right there. Yeah. If you didn't speak English, then shit, there's something wrong with you. If you if you weren't of English descent, there was something wrong with you. Like you, shit, if you were German or Irish descent, oh shit. No. Yeah, he did not like that. No, he didn't like anybody. He just thought everybody was just like yeah. rabble. To his credit, though, he, he to his credit though, he started dating a Jewish girl. They got married for a little while. They got married, yeah. And he she actually he, like moved him to New York City. Yeah, See, she she brought him out of his shell a lot. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, she was a writer too. It's old thing, you know. Got people want to cancel Lovecraft because he was he's racist. He didn't stay that way, you know. what I mean, he was young too, and he was, he was, he was, he was weird. He was a nerdy dude, very much shut in. He wasn't worldly, and that's really his xenophobia is what caused him to write all that fucking bizarre shit. That's what made him good. If he was a normal dude, you would have forgotten about him. He was just a weird dude. Yeah, I think that the reason that he came up with that crazy shit was yeah. because he was scared of everything. He's scared and everybody. Of everything. Yeah. So scared. everybody was like a monster to him. Yeah, and he was scared that God hated you and that God hated him. So he's right now. Yeah, in his in his mind, gods did hate you. I kind of feel yeah. like he was one of the first dude. He might yeah. he might not have been the first dude, but he was one of the first yeah. dudes to write about the horror of an indifferent universe yeah. or like not even indifferent but like one that actively wanted you uh, wanted you dead. dead or like wanted yeah. to destroy or you. We just thought you were scum. You yeah, know, there were gods that thought you were scum, and they were or that you were just it. completely insignificant, yeah. like a like an ant hill yeah. or something. Yeah, and it was a pantheon. There wasn't one god. There was multitudes of warring gods. None of them created you, and they all hated you or didn't care. Which yeah. is a pretty frightening concept. Yeah, you know what I mean. That you was can, the world he lived in. You can see. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. And yeah. if he hadn't been so weird and had such like mental problems, he yeah. might not have come up with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, had he been a normal guy, he'd never written an it. Because I don't think I would have come up nah. with anything like that. Because it's like nah. I'm weird, but I'm not that fucking weird. Nah, dudes, dudes, that, <laughs> dudes, and just women that come up with fucking cool art—they all got issues. Well, yeah. I would argue yeah. that it, you know it, the the best 
artists and writers and stuff, you kind of have to have something the matter with you. Yeah. You kind of have to summon the Well, it's a nerdy endeavor, okay? Although, uh, in, in Lovecraft, and we're getting off this topic, but I just wanted to fucking give a shout-out to Lovecraft. Lovecraft invented the concept of a universe. He invented the MCU. There was a Lovecraft universe filled with fucking monsters and gods. Well, and other and, writers got and in other, on it. Yeah, and people, and he had, he had a huge fan base who thought that maybe he was telling the truth, that he was somehow a, the oracle of a fucking some kind of a, an occult truth you know that he was somehow in contact with these things he said he was a sc- scared of his fuck he, one of the things that he was scared of most was his fans he thought his fans were terrified well i can see that because they thought a lot of, <laughs> some of them thought that what he was talking about was real i would be scared of those kind of people too <laughs> yeah. not gonna lie <laughs> yeah if so, I wrote something and just like pulled it out of my ass and made it up, yeah. and then suddenly I had like all these obsessive people that were like talking to me like it was real, I would yeah. absolutely be terrified of yeah. those people. So I can't blame him for that. So I'm going to give Lovecraft the credit for in creating the concept of a universe. Yeah. Like the MCU or DC universe. You know, he had his own. Yeah. <coughs> Way ahead of his time. Oh yeah, big time. And oh, like yeah, I said, I'm not really sure because I know there were like some other people doing some shit like that, like Lord Dunsany and stuff. But I don't. I, he was kind of the first one to like kind of codify it. Yeah. I feel like one of the greatest products to ever come out of Massachusetts, Boston. And Lovecraft. his and his st- and he's yeah. um he was from Providence, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, but I think he lived in Boston though, didn't he? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, okay. I thought for, for some reason I thought he lived in Boston. Shit, man. He's even buried in Rhode Island. Is it says, it? Okay. I am Providence okay. with his thing on okay. it. Like, he's very. It's not as- far, though. I know. He's, he's but he's Providence. very associated with Providence, Rhode okay. Island. That's where he's from. All right. But, um, but Rhode yeah. Island, then. Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. I used to go to fucking Providence. They had a good golf club in Providence. My sister used to go yeah. there. She really liked it. Yeah. I've never been to Providence. I was kind of interested to go just because of the Lovecraft connection. Yeah. We used to go, we used and to it's take, not a city you hear a lot about. No, we would take breaks from from Man Rays in Boston, and we go to Providence. I'm trying to remember what the name of that club was. I think it was called Club Hell. I think it was what it was. I think it was called Club Hell, if I remember correctly. It was pretty good. They were smaller town goths, so you would show up there, and they're fucking. They're like, wow, you know what I mean? Fucking, they just. Wow, you guys are impressive. You guys are from Boston. <laughs> yeah, 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 that kind big of city, motherfuckers. Yeah, big city, motherfuckers. Right. Even though even though Providence was not a small city. No, it's not. It's still pretty big, too. It's just you don't really hear a lot. You don't about hear about it. it. It's not a famous saying. city. Like, it's not a yeah. super famous city. But, yeah, yeah, that's where Lovecraft was from. Yeah, I like Providence. Yeah, it's like Lovecraft is very associated with Providence, and just like Poe is very associated with Baltimore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't think about it. Huh? When I went there, I showed, I got there. I didn't know how long it would take to drive there the first time I went there. So I ended up about an hour early. The club hadn't opened. And I'm fucking gothed out like fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Fucking, I look like fucking Lestat or some shit. And I'm looking around and says, where's the safe place to go? Fucking, so I, I saw another goth that was getting ready to go. And I says, man, I want to get a drink before the club's opens. And I says, where's the safe place to go? He goes, oh, right there, man. Go, he goes, that's an old queen bar. Fucking go in there, man. Yeah. Fucking. That's so, always a safe space. It was like an old man bar. It was like old gay dudes. Yeah. Like so said, you, they're not gonna fuck place. with you no, about the way not. you're dressed. Dude, you can't go to a jock bar, especially not back in these days. This is the '90s. Well, I wouldn't go to a jock bar now. No. So I go into the Queen <laughs> bar. I go into the Queen bar, man, and fucking, I get fucking red carpet treatment. 
I didn't even buy a drink. And just, and, uh, you know, the guy, <laughs> old guy, he's in his 60s. Could you, you know, would you mind having a drink with me? And I says, well, you know, I'm, I'm straight. I'm just ready. And he goes, no, 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 it's okay. So, you know, so I sat down, had a drink with the old dude. Fucking, I was getting, drinks kept coming. And I had to go, listen, guys, because I was like 25 at the time. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, listen, guys, I really appreciate this, but I have to go to this other club. And you guys are trying to get me loaded. And they're laughing. <laughs> they're laughing. You're trying to get me loaded. And I got I got to get out of here. I can't drink all this shit, man. Fucking, you know, I'll be staggering out of here. This is, you, got, you, you dirty motherfuckers. And they're all fucking laughing. No, I was a center of attention there at that place. But I had makeup on, you know, fucking pale skin and well, yeah, fucking golf eyeshadow on and fucking... Frock, black frock coat and I was fucking had black fucking tight PVC pants and fucking knee high Doc Martens and fucking cocktail gloves and fucking all kinds of shit fangs I had fangs in fucking black hair I had a fan too Remember the fucking fan? Oh, nice. I had the fan. I, you, I was you like right have, out of fucking 17. Man, you need to do that shit again. It was, yeah, that was back in the day. I had a fan. You need to, You probably get need to get bigger sizes now because your arms yeah, are enormous. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> that would look cool. I th- yeah. I've seen pictures of you from back because that was before yeah. I met you. Yeah, but I've seen you were very old school. Like yeah, I, really, old school. I really liked that. Everything was retro, seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds, mixed with fetish bondage gear. Yeah, mixed in with it. I always liked that yeah. that look. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's what you got to do. If you don't got a goth bar, you go to the gay bar. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't go- just a gay bar. It was a queen bar. Yeah. It was old guy, old gays. Yeah. It was all fucking stuffy and shit with brandy snifters and shit. You know, it wasn't like Ooh, it was. Yeah, I like the they sound were of drinking that. brandy and that shit. That sounds fucking, fun. Yeah, they had fucking Zach would have loved it. <laughs> they had fucking pictures of Tom Cruise in his fucking underwear from fucking Risky Business. And that nice. Risky Business. No, what was the name? Yeah, of it? it was Risky Business. Yeah, and fucking shit like that. All there. right, I'm gonna ding it yeah, a little bit like of that because come on. But yeah. it was like that old school bar with fucking brass fucking railings on his bronze railings yeah, and I shit. Like it. it was like that. Yeah, it was a queen bar. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I said, you never, you can't be goth that, you can't go to a... I feel hot as fuck going in there. Well, I imagine. Yeah, it was like, what happens when a fucking 20-year-old girl shows up at the fucking club and the fucking, you know, it's nothing but old men in there. Of course, you know, it was like like that. Old men and old ladies. Yeah, old men, it was like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, if you can't, like I said, if you can't find a goth, don't go to a jock bar, mm-hmm. don't go to a normie bar, don't go to a sports no. bar, don't nothing they like that. They will not understand any of that they shit. They will not understand. Not back in those days. Go to the go to the gay bar, go yeah, to the, the biker, bar. or the biker bar. Yeah. You'd probably, exactly. be, you'd probably be all right at a biker bar, too. Yeah. They, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they just got shittier music. No, I just saw another bar. goth that said, man, I want to go get something to drink for the club. We're the same place to go. Go right there, man. It's old queen bar. Gay bar. Fucking does. Okay. Yeah, like I said, that's that's a safe yeah. place. <laughs> you can go there. It'll be <laughs> Nothing bad's gonna happen. No. Like I said, you go to a jock bar, someone's gonna fuck with you. Yeah. Guarantee. They're gonna want to fight. Guarantee it. They want to fight, and what the reason why they're gonna fight is because the girls are gonna show you too much attention. Well, yeah, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like that, and they don't get it. So. Uh, no. Yeah, we would never go to places like mm. that when we were younger. Not in those days. I don't you can do like, it now. I don't even like walking past yeah. him, to be honest, because you yeah. always get shit. Like, just even walking past him, like the people walking yeah. outside. It was always, like, fucking sketchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. All right, so I only have one more story, and it's kind of short. Okay. And then we can talk about whatever you want. Like Talk ap- about going to get something to eat. After I pee. We're going to finish up that Thai food with noodles. Oh, I we still to- got some? Yeah, I got enough for both of us. Nice. All right. All right, so the last story I'm going to talk about is... The Palatine Light. <coughs> and speaking of Rhode Island, this happens in Rhode Island. You know, since we were just so there's a nice segue. So apparently, 
uh, residents of Block Island, which is a little island like in Rhode Island, you know what I mean? Uh, usually between Christmas and New Year's, like the week between Christmas and New Year's, um, you see this really creepy light, which is supposed to be the this ghost ship called the Palatine. And people have been reported seeing this for hundreds of years. Uh, sometimes the light is really little. Sometimes it's really big. Like it actually looks like a ship and like kind of looks like a, like a flaming torch type of situation. Now, a lot of people have seen this uh, ghost ship, but they do know that this is actually based on a real story. Now, we don't know all of the details of exactly what happened after, but this is actually like a documented story. So the Palatine Light story is based on something that happened back in <coughs> 1738. So there was this big British ship called the Princess Augusta, and it left uh, Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And there was, the captain's name was George Long, and there were 14 crew members. And on the ship, uh, the passengers, there were 240 immigrants, mainly German immigrants, and they were going to um, the United States. <coughs> now, the reason that this story eventually ended up being called the Palatine Light was because the passengers were all quote, Palantine, uh, Palatines, which were, uh, you know, in the 18th century were uh, immigrants from the Middle Rhine uh, area of uh, Germany. So they were actually heading to Philadelphia, where there were some other, uh, there's some already like German, uh, you know, areas there that they could kind of settle in. So that's where they were going to. Now, uh, the Princess Augusta, pretty much as soon as it set out, well, I don't know if it's as soon as it set out, but it, like all kind of during the voyage, um, kind of a shitty voyage, I'm going to say. Uh, the weather was real bad. There was a lot of storms and stuff like that. At some point in the voyage, the water supply was contaminated and 200 of the passengers and seven members of the crew, uh, including the captain, died from this contaminated water. <coughs> so since the captain had died from this disease, the first mate, whose name was Andrew Brooke, he took over. Now, there was a bunch of storms. The ship was pushed off course. And it was so off course that the ship was basically, like, floating around for three months uh, of, you know, varying storms trying to get back to, like, where they were at. You know what I mean? This is 1730, yeah. so they didn't really have, like, a lot of, you know. Uh, so because they were out much longer than anticipated, obviously they started um, running out of food. Um, now, later on, according to later depositions from the crew members after the whole shit show like took place, they said that the first mate who had taken over as the captain, he was actually making the passengers pay for their food because it was running out, you know what I mean? Which seems kind of a dick move, but okay. Um, now, he tried to go like a different way, like from Rhode Island to Philadelphia, but the storms kept pushing them all around. And finally, the ship wrecked. There was a snowstorm, and it ended up wrecking at a place called Sandy Point at um, a couple days after Christmas of 1738. Now, the people that survived the wreck... Um, they did do some depositions of the surviving crew members. <coughs> and they said the first mate, uh, 
was again a real douche. Not only did he make people pay for the, you know, rations, which were dwindling, but he also said that uh, the first mate and the crew, what was left of the crew, they had actually jumped in the boat and rowed to shore, like while all the passengers were still on the ship. Like after it had wrecked, they're just like, bye. You know what I mean? Again, dick move. Got a little seems like a dick move. Um, now, apparently, the people who lived on Block Island and saw the shipwreck happen um, did kind of step up and, like, try to help the people and, like, get them off the ship and get their shit, you know, uh, you know, off the boat and everything like that. Uh, 20 of them had died after the wreck from various causes, and they did, like, bury them on the island. Uh, and there is apparently still a grave marker there uh, called the Palatine Graves that was or put there, like, later on. Now, what happened after the wreck, no one's real clear about it. Now, even though it would seem that the crew members were jerks uh, and didn't help the people get off the boat, just left all the passengers there like, fine, good luck, you know what I mean? So it was that. But they um, weren't charged for whatever reason. Uh, They made it to the mainland and most of the surviving passengers, like I said, 20 of them did die. they kind of made it to them, but they don't really know what happened after that. They said they know two of the survivors uh, stayed on the island and, like, just settled down there and lived there for a long time. Um, now, the ship, they're not entirely sure what happened to it. Um, they said that maybe, like, some accounts said that it was unsalvageable and they pushed it out to sea <coughs> to sink. Or uh, it was set on fire, uh, you know, to scuttle it and then it would subsequently sink. There are also stories that there was one woman who went crazy on the ship. Her name uh, is Mary Vanderline. And she, they tried to get her off the ship and she wouldn't, like she refused to come. So she went down with the ship because she just wouldn't come with them. Like they couldn't rescue her. Now they did, so, and that's another story. It's like a lot of times they, like you can still hear her screaming and all that. So that's probably part of the ghost story. So, um, they now they have looked for the remains of this ship they do know that there was that ship. i mean the ship was a real ship and shit like that but they're just like not sure what exactly happened to it or like where it ended up so they have looked for the wreckage but they haven't found it yet now they're also because it's like it's perfectly possible that the ship wasn't sunk and that like it was repaired and then went on to other things so that could have happened too but the thing about it is that there's um, this particular area, Block Island uh, in Rhode Island, is um, geographically kind of, um, it sort of had a reputation at the time as a place where people would wreck ships on purpose, like to loot them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how uh, accurate that reputation is but it did have that reputation for They're a while because yeah like what they said that you know and and you know i, I don't know want to disparage like well, you know the people are long dead but i'm just like saying people of black island back then there was kind of a reputation that it's like they would like put false beacons up and stuff like that so people would come there and like crash on the ship and then they'd take all their shit you know what i mean yeah. and there were also rumors that they killed the people on the ship too but like i said i don't know if that's true but there were kind of like rumors going around about that now, because of this story, um, legends kind of grew up around this uh, wreck, which apparently did happen, 
and it be, kind of became this ghost ship story. Like I said, so everybody, like, they would see the ship with all these lights on it. Sometimes you'd hear this woman that supposedly went mad and wouldn't come off the ship. Like, you could hear her screaming and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like people have reported seeing that. Um, also, I think something that helped this story a lot was that the very famous poet, John Greenleaf Whittier, in 1867, he wrote a poem about it, and it was called The Wreck of the Palatine. Like I said, the ship wasn't actually called the Palatine. It was actually called, what did I say it was called? The uh, the Augusta or whatever it was called. What did I say it was called? Mm. Princess Augusta. It's called the Princess Augusta. I was, I was almost right. Um, but it was, over the years, it became called the Palatine because of the people that were on it. You know what I mean? Were Palatines. So that's what they called it. So he wrote a poem uh, called The Wreck of the Palatine because... You know how poets and songwriters love the fucking shipwreck stories. So he wrote a poem about it, and that's why everybody knows it as the Palatine. Right, because that's what he called it. Um, so, I, so I don't know, like, what happened in the end of it. They didn't find, uh, like I said, the first mate and the crew, despite how dickish they were, they weren't charged with anything, and they didn't get punished for anything. Um, and as far as I know, the graves are still there of the people that, I believe it was 20 people that, like, died in the wreck or died after the wreck and they like buried them on the island and that's still there. But to this day, particularly between <coughs> Christmas and New Year's, uh, people will say that they see this ship lighted out in out in the water, like mm. off of Block Island and it's because of that shipwreck. So there's that. <laughs> so okay. there's that. Canak says, y'all look awesome as always. Happy to see you guys live again. Happy Halloween month. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't yeah. been around in a while. Yeah. Haven't been around yeah, in a while. Yeah, good to have you back. Yeah. Camp Guy says, the water that we drink here on Earth is recycled from the piss of dinosaurs from 100 million years ago. <laughs> I mean, that. yeah, that probably is the case. It was all fucking comets and shit that hit us from the Kuiper Belt. All the water. It was all brought here. All the water. W water is common. Common in space. But it's frozen. Frozen hard as rock out there. Yep. Common carbon is common. Well, yeah, it's That's everywhere. That's why hydrocarbons are so common. It's everywhere. Yeah. Danny Rowling said Tom Cruise did a good job with the film, The Others, which there Sounds should be right. a sequel with a different but same. Others. Wait a minute, Tom Cruise wasn't in The Others, was he? The others. Which one was the others? That was. Isn't that if the one you're talking about is that like the, the ghost story? No, no, no. That's the other. I think that was the other. That was from yeah. the '70s. Tom yeah. Cruise probably wasn't even. Well, he was born. But well, they he didn't, was no, I thought maybe there was a uh, no, no, no a reboot. No. Okay. There was a movie called The Others. Yeah. It was a ghost story, like an old school ghost story, and it came out in two. I want to say 2001, 2002. Nicole Kidman was in it. Uh, Christopher Eccleston was in it. It's great if you haven't seen it. See it. Like, if you love old school ghost stories, which I do, it's one of my favorite, like, old school ghost stories. It's super creepy. I never like, even heard of it. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, I mean, it's good. We should see it then. I don't know if you, I mean, like I, mean, I said, I like do you like, if you like shit like The Changeling I liked it, yeah. or something like that, yeah. like, you'd probably be into it. It's very, very old school. I think it's set during, is it set during World War One or World War Two? Now I can't remember, but because um, I haven't seen it in a long time, I actually wouldn't mind rewatching it because I really like it. I thought it was super creepy. It's and it, oh, and it's kind of like you know what it reminds me of the Innocence. Yeah, okay. If you like the Innocence, you yeah. know, like turning the turn of the screw. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, mm. but because it's her and her two kids, and like the husband is away at war, and they're allergic to light. It's okay. a whole thing, but it's really good. It's really creepy. I like it a lot. But Tom Cruise is not in it. I don't think. Not that I remember. Like I said, I remember 
Yeah, Tom Cruise is not in that fucking movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh, okay. So, oh, Danny Rowling said he produced the film with his wife at the time. Oh, okay. So he, uh, okay. So he was married to Nicole Kidman at the time. That's okay. what you're talking about. Because I was like, Tom Cruise is pretty, is not in that movie. He would have ruined it. Oh, stop it. No, he would have because I'm going to defend Tom. It's not, but yeah, but you've never seen the movie. He's in the short man it's not. It's not the kind of movie that yeah. he is good in. Let's put it that way. It's just, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. This is a Tom Cruise movie starring <laughs> Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise. All right. That's I kind of feel like he should make that movie. That's all of, yeah. That Tom would be Cruise really funny. In a Tom Cruise movie as Tom Cruise. Yeah. Playing Tom Cruise. Sometimes I forget. Directed by Tom Cruise. Produced by Tom Cruise. Edited by Tom Cruise. Edited by Tom Cruise. Key grip. Score by, by Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Catered by Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's right. That's right, right. He even made the fucking Key sandwiches. Grip, Tom Cruise. Hey, I already made that joke. <laughs> yeah. Best boy, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. That's right. What exactly does the best boy do? I don't know. I mean, I you would think like 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 Zach might know or somebody that like works in film might know. What is a best yeah. boy? I mean, I guess I could look it up on, on yeah. Google. I just that just occurred to me right now because I always see that in the credits. I'm like, what the fuck does that person do? Talk all the shit you want about Tom Cruise, man. Fucking, he has never failed, never failed to, to I deliver. I wasn't talking shit about it. He is. I was just saying I don't he think he would have been good in does. this movie. Yeah, that, that's what he does right there. I don't think he would have been good. When in this you movie. see it, when I see a Tom Cruise movie, he, he gives me Tom Cruise. That's it. You love yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, no, he's good. You'd let he, Tom Cruise peg you. He doesn't you. have a... What? What? No, what? You'd let Tom Cruise peg you. No. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I'm just, trying, would, to see, I'm just trying to see what you're He would never do that. That's out ethics. That's out ethics, man. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have to go through auditing afterwards and fucking... Then they'd never let... They'd, but see, that's how, that that's how they record. might get around it. But just like the Catholics do. They can do whatever fucked up shit they want as long as they go to confession, right? So I kind of feel like... Yeah, but they record it. If you use it against you later. Well, he doesn't seem to be, like, want to leave. So he doesn't nah. seem to be that worried about, like, yeah. all the blackmail stuff I'm sure that they have on him. Yeah. You know I don't think I mean? they have that much on him. The only, if they have anything on him, it's going to be casting couch shit. Yeah. That, you know, that's probably... If they have something, it's going to be that. Yeah, that's, what, that's kind of what I was imagining. Yeah, casting couch bullshit. Bryce says, Tom Cruise can peg me, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. Damn. See? Other Who people like it. Bryce did. Damn. Zach says the best boy. See, I thought you. I knew you would know. Uh, is kind of an assistant in the electrical department. Helps okay. with the lights and generation. Right. Okay. Is that, I wonder why they call it the best boy though. That seems like a just weird traditional. I know, but yeah. it's just it seems a little um, disparaging. No. A little. No. I don't know. No, you're reading minimizing. That's just like foghorn. I'm the best boy. It's <laughs> just like it's just like foghorn leghorn running around going. Come here, boy. Come here, tell you something. Crackers of that era, and I was—I'm old enough to remember crackers when I was a little kid. Mississippi, not like Ritz crackers, but no, like Mississippi, like real Mississippi crackers. crackers. All right, fucking, they were White old men when I was a little boy. But I remember they called everybody boy, everybody, everybody. They called everybody boy, and they called everybody son. I tell you what, son, you know that—that's exactly like, yeah, like my fuck, dad. Fuck off, boy. You know, <laughs> it's just like saying man or something. It didn't mean anything. Bryce says it's not gay if he does that because it's Tom Cruise. He yeah. can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So. But, boy, but uh, in, old, in the olden days, boy didn't mean anything. Would you kiss Tom Cruise? Who? You. No. No? No, that's out of ethics. 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying, no. in a hypothetical situation, if he was down... No. You wouldn't? No. I thought you loved him, though. <laughs> what does that got to do with love? <laughs> that's that's sluttery. <laughs> what does that got to do with love? Like I said, I'm just curious. No, it's just, I like no. asking you uncomfortable no, I love questions to see what you say. <laughs> These women and their fantasies. I fucking love Tom Cruise's no, work. No, I don't like... I, don't, I do not find Tom Cruise attractive I like his at work. all. I like his work. I, I, I appreciate his dedication. But I'm just wondering. They gave him a lot of shit because he jumped up on Oprah's couch. And uh, and he's in Scientology, but had that been anybody else, he'd have been all right. Yeah, well, they just they're coming down on Tom, you know. Yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's they're diabolical, according to people inside. He's, yeah, according to people inside Scientology, he's diabolical. I see that, yeah. but it's because Scientology is a fucking paramilitary type situation, and a lot of people that have rank in the military come across as diabolical because they're just trying to get jobs done. I just think it's funny. That he takes that seriously, but I guess they have to. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of funny too. I'm like, you realize a, that like some dude just made that all up, right? It's a paramilitary cult, UFO cult, basically, trying to make a motherfucker into a Jedi. That is, it just it it's, makes me laugh when they yeah, just talk about it so yeah, seriously. Into a like wizard, that. trying it, like, to make him into a wizard. But I mean, to be fair, I kind of think that about a lot of religions when everybody's yeah. like just very, very it's dead not serious, crazy. like talking about like just the, yeah. the little ins and outs of like obviously fantastical. And yeah. I'm just like, why are we? Are, are we're grown ups? Like, can we not? Yeah. Like, just it's talk about it, it's all that? it's kind of a rough religion. It's 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 a totalitarian society. You know, um, I don't really approve of how it's run, but they are doing what L. Ron Hubbard tell, told them to do, pretty much. Although, according to everybody that I've heard and all the Scientologists, high-ranking Scientologists, even uh, with Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince, his fucking—he was like one of the top auditors, and he was like one of the only black guys in in Scientology, and he only saw L. Ron Hubbard once. All right, they said he was a fucking weird-looking old man in the back of the fucking limousine with his fucking old teeth, big old fish lips, big long fingernails and shit. Yeah, you see, he looked like Colonel Sanders back there. <laughs> yeah, Colonel Sanders was way better looking. Gave him a mini fourteen as a gave him a mini fourteen rifle as a fucking as, as a present. But Aaron Hubbard was liked by the cult members. He was a good guy, uh, by, and by all accounts, he was a good guy. He was weird. But one of the weird things about him, the things that made him different than any other cult re- leader, is that he was not sexually abusing any of the women. That we know of, yeah. No, nah, they would have they would have said something. You'd think he was surrounded by these little cabin girls in shorts and shit. No, they they had they had fucking some of those girls said that who left the church who left the church said no he was not sexual. Strangely enough, maybe he was most one cult of those leaders. asexual people. Yeah, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of all dudes that start cults do it so they can like fuck underage girls. Yeah, and get money. Yeah, well that too. Yeah. Those two things. That's really the only reason. Well, not just underage girls, but other people's wives. Yeah, that's just like the only women. reason that they yeah. start a cult. Like money and fucking Sex. girls they probably shouldn't. Yeah. That's pretty much but the only two reasons. Evidently he wasn't like that. And uh, he'd get, get up on the fucking bow of the ship with everybody and fucking tell them what was happening on other planets and point at the stars and fucking tell these fucking stories all night long and people fucking loved it. So the cult liked him. So when he died, he got replaced by uh, David Miscavige, and he was kind of a fucking... He ruled the place with an iron fist, and didn't he didn't know much about Scientology per se. He just knew about the business, and the day-to-day, he was more ruthless. And Tom Cruise was his friend, kind of. They said that David Miscavige talked shit about Tom Cruise behind his back. 
treat him like a chump. That sounds like something David Miscavige. They're both short guys. They're a short man mafia. Thanks. You know what I mean. Short guys get along. <laughs> but but evidently Miscavige is fucking talking bad. Talking bad about him. You know, like he's a sap. You like know? I said, that sounds like something he <laughs> did. Because he, he just seems like a giant gaping asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bryce says maybe Hubbard was impotent. I was thinking, yeah, maybe, may, yeah maybe. possibly. He did have children, but that was from his earlier years. It could, he may have not been able to get it up, maybe. Yeah. His health wasn't that good, so that could have been what it is. Yeah, so it's maybe he just kind of right. like slowly lost interest or just was like, well, I can't do anything. So He had wives and girlfriends, but evidently he only kept his activity with them. Which, like I said, is crazy. Although he did throw his wife under the bus, so that's not cool. Yeah, made her go to prison. Made for her what go he to did. prison for what he did. We're gonna we're changing this subject. Well, we? like I said, we were done with the ghost ship. Stuff. Go, so, yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking about the best boy thing. Zach said back in the day, the people rigging up lighting, electricity, or cameras would yell out for a bit of assistance by asking someone to send them their best boy. Yeah, oh, okay. so, so that's where it came. Your best from. guy. Yeah. Yeah, you think best guy would be a better? Well, because uh, boy was different in the word. Boy is, implies like a child. Which I don't want a child working on the electrical on my movie. Just saying. Well, they may have been young. Yeah, but I'm they just may saying. Have been well, like I said, I'm thinking like yeah. of a five-year-old. Here, yeah. I'll do it. They might have been teenagers when, they, when that <laughs> term first started. Well, look at infantry. It comes from infanterie, which is like a fucking French word. It means boys. Because in, in their early French days when all that was going on, the average age is probably 15, 16. Well, enfant means children. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah. Garçon children, means boys. Garçon means boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it meant they were referring to children or boys. Kids. Yeah. Child labor. Yeah. <laughs> the good old days. Well, armies start off with child soldiers. Yeah, I know. That's usually how it starts. They're the best. They're good at it because they, they don't have a concept of death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Those little African child soldiers were fucking deadly. They were effective. Danny Rowling said, uh, Jenny, is there any chance for Friday's show you'd be able to do a brief history of horror films like what was an option for tonight's show uh, just because that would have been an illuminating show? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking if we don't do it Friday night, if, if I don't have time to like put it together, I was thinking of doing it as a video and putting it up on Halloween because I still want to do it. Like, if I have time to do it, then I will. Because I really want to do it, too. So we'll either talk about it on Friday night, or I'll make a video. Do, like, I'll make a video and put it up. And try to get it up on Halloween. Okay? So I do yeah. I do actually want to do it. Because... But it's a, it's crazy, because I just saw that... Um, Cinemassacre put one up. That was, like, History of Horror Movies. But what he did was he put up... He just, like, did a brief thing talking about a movie like all through the decades like he, it would just be like two minutes or something and then like he just compiled them all together so it's like hey today we're talking two minutes about Nosferatu or today we're talking about Frankenstein or whatever so it was fun I watched it it ended up being like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that but it's like I kind of just wanted to do like one long video about it Zach's asking is that Zach asking me to do an Elton impersonation Are you talking about Elton John when did I do an Elton John impersonation? I don't remember you doing an Elton John. Unless we talked about it, like, because I know we saw that movie Rocket Man a long time ago. Yeah, I never did an Elton John impression. Yeah, I don't remember you ever singing like Elton John. I remember you singing like Danzig a lot. I remember yeah. you singing like Roy Orbison a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else do you sing like? You can sing like Andrew Eldridge from Sisters yeah. of Mercy. You yeah. can do that. A little bit of David Bowie. 
Yeah, you can kind of do J.B. Yeah. Morgan sometimes. Oh, he meant L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard. He meant L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, oh, okay. L. Ron. Yeah, it kind of yeah. sounds like the BTK voice, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta purse, L. Ron Hubbard's like this. You got to purse your lips out. Like, we have to understand <laughs> that on regular C was an entire race of creatures that were had evolved to be in a caste system that was totally focused around the production of ice cream. Chocolate ice cream, strawberry ice cream, vanilla ice cream, although they didn't call them that and they didn't come from the same sources, they had their equivalents of those on regular sea. And whole armies would be formed to fight over who had the best flavor of ice cream. <laughs> Until one day they invented nuclear weaponry and destroyed each other using <laughs> airplanes. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what I'm talking about. I mean, that's like something. That's like some L. Ron. That that sounds like some shit he would have come yeah. up with. Not gonna lie. And they invented radiation. <laughs> Radioactive ice cream. They invented it. Right? No, they invented radiation. <laughs> All right, keep talking for a no, second because I got to I got to pee. I'm done. We're gonna shut it down, Jim. Shut it down. No, I can't. Hey, I see, look at how she look at how she does. I don't no, want to talk. Gotta Man, I gotta go fucking cook. I gotta cook. She wants. She wants. She likes the show to last forever. No, I don't. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then once they united the planet after the after their world wars, they combined all three flavors into a single flavor called what we would call today Neapolitan. So that's why I've delivered it to you all here on the. The end of our ship here on the free winds. And, you, and as a gift from me and Scientology, you will all be raised one step forward on the bridge. So you're now OT. Whatever OT level you are now, I'm going to add one more OT level to you. Which me, it being source, I'm now OT 20. All right. Bryce says the Maori use boy and girl all the time. I accidentally talked that way to an American, and she let me have it. Yeah, they, they're sensitive. They're fucking they're too sensitive. Where that came from was a bunch of crackers in the South, and the crackers just called, called everybody boy. Boy or son. Because they were... And a lot of people don't know what a cracker is. Sorry, I was dying. A cracker was a cracker was just a an old dude that dressed up Cracker Jack and pretended like he had a job, but he really didn't have a job. He was kind of like the white version of a pimp. Except he didn't even have any hoes. He sat on a fucking porch. <laughs> he sat on he's a, a porch. porch pimp. Yeah, he's a porch. He sat on a porch. <laughs> and porch Colonel pimp. Sanders was a cracker. That that's exactly how they looked. I remembered them. They'd have different little outfits that they wear. And they would act important, and when anything happened, well, so hold on, hold on now, son, hold on. You know, we can't have this here. Chill. <laughs> With a CH, chill. They'd say shit like that, you know. And then if they got real famous for being a cracker, they could get a, a job with the county and become like a, in Kentucky, they became a Kentucky colonel. And that's what Colonel Sanders That's what Colonel, yeah. He was He's not Kentucky. like a colonel in the military. No. He was he just was a colonel because that was just like... He was like a colonel. He was an, so fucking... He an was, honorific that yeah. they gave people just for... And, yeah, and, and really all they did is they got a paycheck every month for being 
cracker. And they would just... Why can't I get that? Huh? Why yeah. can't I get that? And they would show up to groundbreaking ceremonies. They'd cut the fucking ribbons. Or put the put, white suit on. Yeah, and, just and they'd like, fucking dig... And yeah. cheer on this here, on this chill day, we shall commemorate, you know, the breaking of the ground of the new bank that we're going to build right here in this town right here today. <laughs> you, know, you know, and then, okay, y'all. And then they'd have like a, you know, fucking... Some beauty queen back there, you know, fucking with her stash, fucking wave, and they take a picture. <laughs> they put that in the newspaper, you know, the local newspaper. That's all it was. Yeah, you didn't actually have to, like, do they didn't have jobs. anything. No. But neither did beauty queens. Well, yeah. That's not a job either. No. But they take pictures of and pretend like they had a job. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> White people ran a show, you know, it was in the South. You know, if black people ran a show, then they just, they, they'd have their own equivalents of that. They'd have some dude as a pimp. He didn't have a hoe, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're going to put the bank here. Fuck, <laughs> it'd be the same thing, you know. Probably. There was no difference, really, between white people and black people in, of, of the Old South. They were pretty much the same. The only difference was the color and the family recipes of the food. They But they ate, ate basically the same thing. Yeah, there were a lot they, of... It, it was the same English. A lot of Ebonics is actually just Southern stuff, you know. Just that black people moved north and they took it with them. But all my friends, all my dad's friends, if you were to hear them over the phone, and that's a generation older than me, they're old men now. If you heard any of my dad's friends over the phone, you'd think they were black. They're not, though. They're white. They're just very deep south Mississippi. Zach says, damn, now I want mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, yeah, put yeah. some peanut butter on it. I don't think I've ever put peanut butter on mint chocolate chip. I have melted peanut butter and put it on other flavors. Like, just regular chocolate chip or vanilla. I'm going to give you an example of who my dad's friends... And my dad and, and, and my, my dad sounds like and all his friends sound like... If you go on YouTube and you go Google, go search the Hodge twins. There's two twins. They're Marine guys. They're light-skinned, kind of black guys. They're from, they're from Alabama. Deep parts of Alabama. My dad and all his friends sound just like that. If you heard them over the phone, you wouldn't know what color they were. You'd think they were black. And, when I, and Jenny will tell you, when I start talking to my dad over the phone, I just get more and more like that. At Ten minutes into it, uh, I'm totally into that dialect. And I don't think about it. It's just subconscious. I have to hear it. If I hear it, then I just respond that way. Well, a, a lot of times if you're around people that talk in a certain way, you're going to start talking like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my I grew up around a guy who sounded like that. Yeah. You know. Well, shit, I lived in the UK for a little while, and I came back, and everybody said I sounded funny. Sounded British, yeah. So, you know. And I didn't mean to pick it up. I didn't really, right. I wasn't trying to be like Madonna or nothing like that. I was just kind of. But I'll even use expressions. I didn't even realize. It is a different dialect, though. I'll just, without thinking about it, use expressions, you know, and words that they would understand another person wouldn't understand like nobody know only somebody in Mississippi would know what a golly nipper is you don't know what a golly nipper is I've heard that word though yeah golly nipper is a mosquito or a mosquito hawk anything that flies and it's got yeah, long yeah we legs, have another word for nipper. that but I can't remember what it is because yeah, my grandfather used to call him something but I can't remember yeah. what the word was but it was something similar to that yeah that's why I said I'd kind of heard something yeah. like that before alright so I guess it's almost 10 o'clock, so we're going to wrap it up. We're going to go eat some Thai curry that Tom made the other day. Yeah. Which sounds really good. Yeah. And we might find some fun shit to watch. Okay. All right, so thank you, everybody, for dropping by. Thanks for Super Chats, as always. 
we are going to be back again on Friday night for our really fun sidetrack show. Like I said, we might be doing history of horror movies, but I might just make a separate video for that to put up on Halloween because I need, wanted to do something for Halloween. So I was thinking maybe I would do that if I have time to like write it all out and everything like that. We'll see how it goes over the next few days. Uh, but yeah, so again, hope you guys have a good evening. Have a good day tomorrow and we'll see you guys again on Friday night. Good night.